This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at lionelracing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. 
Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. What's up, everybody? Hey, how's it going? Oh, welcome, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We're just going to get this out of the way right now before it becomes a major issue. Y'all can remind everyone in the chat if they ever bring it up or whatever. Eric is not going to be here tonight. Unfortunately, he can't mm-hmm. make it. He'll be back next week, though, uh, to recap Texas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's got to come back to recap his home state track, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's but, only fitting. But we're gonna we're gonna bunker down and get all this uh, good talking in about NASCAR because there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, I mean, there's the Roval. No, there, there's nothing to talk about, Jared, at all. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, there's the Roval. There's Steve oh, yeah. Phelps going off. There's next gen testing. There's Texas. Mm, uh. <laughs> I always laugh every time somebody Com- brings it up now. <laughs> Comedic genius, man. Comedic genius. Uh. Anyway, uh, let's just get right on into it, though. Uh, the cup race went down this weekend, and, mm. you know, usually we usually people, like, save the main attraction, the main fight, whatever it might be, to, like, the end of whatever they're talking about, be, like, the main yeah. act. But, you know what? Screw it. This week, let's just go right into it. Harvick v. Chase, part two. Danny, lead us off, man. Like... What, what, what's your what's your take on Chase Elliott basically like intimidating Kevin Harvick? Pressed square. Yeah, he pressed the intimidation button on NASCAR 2005 Chase for the Cup. So, <laughs> like Harvick, I think I don't know if he intentionally did it. He probably did, I think, but he probably thought that what he did took him out. He wouldn't have to worry about it. But then he probably literally had a conniption fit when he saw that Chase was like, what was it, like two cars behind him at that point? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, he knew he was driving for his life because he knew what would happen if he got to him. That's just amazing, man. I, I just, like, of all the people, you know, and we make jokes here and there, but, like, of all the people to intimidate Kevin Harvick is Chase Elliott. I just, I find that, that that's just after everything we've seen, after you know a lot of people talking about him being too vanilla, I know I've said that. I've since mm-hmm. retracted Thanks those down. statements. <laughs> like Chase Elliott showed a lot of reason why he is the people's person right there. But Darian, I want to ask you, watching that, you and I were talking a bit about it, like you know, through the week <laughs> and before the show tonight. What does this do, especially if Harvick does have a fall off? What does this do to Harvick's legacy? I know that's we're we're talking big here. 
but it's just kind of it, it felt like one of those turning point moments you know like it, almost it, a passing of the torch dominant kind of moment i, mm-hmm. I want to know if you thought the same way as i fixed my uh, camera well, first off, um, uh, to answer your question, Danny, yes, it was intentional because in um, Alec Kamana interviewed him like right after the wreck or um, after he, um, he got uh, intimidated by Chase Elliott. And he said, you remember Bristol. So it was definitely intentional. But then Chase Elliott was like, oh, well, congrats, I guess. You know, you're go home. Bye bye, basically is what he said. But you know what? <laughs> I, I mean, it does affect his legacy um, to, an ex- uh, to, an, uh, to an extent um, or in a large way here. I mean, you can look at it uh, either way. I mean, I can't remember, I can't recollect the last time I saw Harvick, you know, get mentally beat like that on the racetrack. Usually Harvick's the one where he's like the instigator. He's the one who's always, you know, pushing people's buttons and just doing whatever. I mean, I've seen him do some pretty crazy stuff on track over the years. Like, I mean, 2013 comes to mind when he went up against Ty Dillon and then, you know, him and Ty Dillon had their spang and then he was parked right in front of Ty Dillon's pit. And then they started getting pissed and throwing like the freaking hammers at him, like all the parts and stuff at him and stuff. It, it was crazy. So him doing crazy stuff is nothing new. And I mean, when he got to Chase Elliott's bumper, I was like, oh no, that's definitely on purpose there. But I'm like, wait, wait, Chase, he's not out of it yet. So, and, 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 you know, what? give props to Chase Elliott because again, like you said, we've given him crap for, you know, being vanilla and fence, you know, fence toast personality, you know, all that stuff. But but one thing we have never said, he's he is not a pushover. We have mm-hmm. never stated he's a pushover. And clearly, um, it, that um, it was the same in this case. I mean, he came out of the final corner all the way to the start-finish line. And then you could just tell, bro, hey, something's about to happen. It might not have happened in that turn, but it was eventually going to happen. It might have happened in the same turn that Harvick turned him and stuff. But, uh, hey, Harvick did chase that job for him. I think, did y'all see the move? Like, as soon as Chase got put into the wall – he was getting it back on the banking, and he literally tried to turn left right into Harvick. And and poor he, Cole Custer. I know. Like, <laughs> if I'm Cole Custer, I'm, like, coming up to Harvick and being like, listen. Because, like, you know, he'll probably talk to Chase, too. Mm-hmm. But just being like, listen, like, y'all do your thing. But, like, don't bring everyone else into it. But I, I, I want to bring this up really quick because I noticed this. Uh, both the day of the race from Kyle Busch, as well as different comments from people like Ryan Blaney, amongst others, like Harvick doesn't, I mean, at least from what it looks like, Harvick really doesn't have the greatest amount of respect you'd think a veteran of his status would. And I, 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 either of you can go with this one. I want to know, like, what do you think it would take for, like, for Harvick to kind of regain what, what, because he, I feel like he thinks he's owed, like, respect. As a, oh, as yeah. Veteran oh, yeah. And you Definitely. see that they respect that. It looks like there's more respect for people like a Kurt Bush or a mm-hmm. Kyle Bush, even a Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, older tier drivers who, who demand some kind of respect in the garage. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, is, is it too late for Harvick at this point? Because I, I don't want to beat up on Harvick, but I mean, he kind of brought this on himself. Look, yes. I mean, I, without a doubt, it is definitely too late because, I mean, let's let's put it like this. He's been in, in the NASCAR Cup Series since 2001. Think of all the antics he has done since that time here. So it's built up over time, you know. I mean, you know, you can instigate, you can do all this stuff all you want, but, you know, when it comes time to trying to, you know, doing the opposite, trying to get respect and stuff, I mean, I'm sorry, it's been 20 plus years. Years. Don't be surprised if it's, you know, some of the drivers are like, hey, it's too late and stuff. And also, you know, some of these drivers are young enough to remember some of the stuff he did way before they were driving and stuff. So they probably already had a good idea of what to expect here. And I guess like, you know, a lot of the garage area just wants to keep their distance, you know, and 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Harvick, I mean, he is very entertaining, though, without a doubt. He is extremely entertaining, but also that also has a cost, too. So I, I, I just fear that the antics are now overshadowing his accomplishments. I don't know how true that is or whatever. I mean, everyone knows him as a champion. He has um, um, over 50 wins, correct? Over yes, 50 career wins? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll fact check right now. Okay, yeah, I believe it's over 50. So he's without a doubt a Hall of Famer. But, you know, looking at other um, sports figures, you know, in other sports or whatever, you know, like there have been things they've done off the track or, or you know, like uh, away from their respective sport or, you know, in this case off the track that – you know, it kind of affects their legacy. But also uh, what makes this even worse is that this wasn't just any driver that paid you back. This was Chase freaking Elliott, the golden boy, the most popular at the moment, the second coming of Dale Jr., you know, basically, you know, in terms of popularity, so, you know, to me, to me, nobody's ever going to overthrow Dale Jr., but, you know, you get my point. So, so it so makes it a whole lot worse. Danny, I want to ask, what was it like in the Baldwin household when Chase <laughs> Elliott did that? Because, like, I, I know I was like, oh, my God, he did it. Holy crap. Like, you know, well, about, about Elliot playing the intimidator on him. Well, it was calm here because Claudia was at work. So I was, I was watching by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. But, but, but she was a lot happier when I was texting her and told her, okay, Chase is now safe. He's in because Harvick wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and Harvick, he was only three points to the good, I think. So he continued. So, he was like, uh-oh. So, wait, mm-hmm. so, so, so here's what I want to ask. Where were they both looking points wise before this happened? Were they, they, were they both, both going to make it in? They were both in. Before. So what was the point for Harvick to try this? <laughs> hey, you know what? He just wanted to be edgy. And say, well, well, it's like what uh, Jarrett said in his uh, upload today. What'd you say? Say, oh, say so, to me, Jared. So my analogy is that Kevin Harvick is like the green day of NASCAR, where it's like it was cool in your 20s to do this kind of stuff and to be like the brash outlandish one who's going to go after people yeah. but when you're doing it near your 50s it just looks forced <laughs> and like old and just bad like you gotta I, I, like as, as, as a veteran you kind of got to mature into it like Kyle Busch you know for the most part has matured into it the last time I can say yeah. he did something horribly egregious was 10 years ago like yeah. I think we've reached a point like you don't have to like him but you can at least respect that he's gotten better and you know what he'll at least fight as Joey Logano knows from mm-hmm. 2016 at Las Vegas Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it, it's hard after that to, to fully respect Harvick for, for doing this. Cause he's done it over and over and it, and it feels at least for me as a junior fan, kind of cathartic to know that, Hey, he finally got his comeuppance after 2015, after the crap he pulled there, after some of the other crap he's pulled in the past, I can't really feel bad for him. Uh, no, you can't. It, when you're constantly 2017, you're my bad. 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was at that race, by the way. But yeah, no. When you're consistently instigating and just you know causing mess and you know trouble on the racetrack and stuff, yeah, it's like you're gonna get your fair share of hate. And I mean, you know, when it comes time for you know looking for hey, who's gonna defend me here and stuff, like yeah, no, like not a whole lot of people are gonna come to your defense. And then what was even funnier about the situation is that, it, like in in Harvick's um, post race interview, it sounded like. He sounded like as if he thought he had won or something. Like, I could be reading too much into that maybe, but like the, um, the quote he said, oh, sometimes in life you got to learn, you have to learn lessons or sometimes in real life. I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm, I was just sitting there going, does he think he taught Chase Elliott a lesson? Because Chase Elliott made it in. You, your yeah, season's he, done yeah, basically. Yeah, he just, that's what I'm saying. It goes back to like, I'm thinking about the art of revenge in NASCAR. So it made no sense to try to wreck him now because 
you could have easily instead tried to focus on getting yourself in championship contending status. And if you was able to do that, then focus on getting yourself into the championship for maybe wreck chase at Martinsville. If he hasn't, or how about this, get yourself in a championship four at Phoenix and boop, there goes chase. Bye-bye. <laughs> That would have been even crazier. But yeah, I mean, I guess Carpet couldn't help himself. He saw Chase was in front of him, and he's like, all right, I just got to take him out right now. I'll just take him out. There's now, no way he can. <laughs> now, I don't want this really to overshadow, though, the fact that Kyle Larson, once yes. again, got the win. Uh, mm-hmm. And and to to say that it was impressive how he got it, I think, is an understatement. He he yeah. had, like him and Bowman both had electrical issues, uh, I think that Larson had like I think they went under the hood with Larson. Uh, they, they, they changed they the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and and he had to drive all the way through the pack. Not once he drove up in the second stage to get stage points. Then went down on pit road, did all the changes they needed to do. Uh, props to the five team for keeping their composure. Mm-hmm. That's championship level composure, no matter the system. I, I, and, and I want to say that because a lot of people are like, Ooh, you know, going on about that. No, I mean Kyle Larson's team was top notch championship form. Uh, and, and to see him come up through the pack in a, in a track that's not easy to pass on either. It, it was damn impressive. Uh, but I, I want to ask you guys like your thoughts on, on Larson basically just showing the field. I'm still in charge right now. Look, Kyle Larson is the best driver in the cup series without a doubt. He's the championship favorite. Um, I was kind of trolling his fan base on Twitter there because it was it wasn't looking too good for a moment there. I was like, "Hey, you guys are gonna look real goofy if you get knocked out." I mean, hey, we do gotta talk about that. He was literally below the cutoff line. He was. Mm-hmm. He was like seven, eight points below there, and and obviously after he won, they were all like, "Oh, this is a stupid tweet, stupid tweet." So I'll give y'all that. Y'all got me, but y'all better keep that same energy. Um, because if he misses the championship four, oh, nobody is going to cut y'all some slack. But anyways, Kyle Larson, though, that is now seven wins on the year. Seven, correct? Yes. I, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. winning as a driver. Ca- and counting the all-star race, that's eight. So, wow. Just, I mean, and, what an amazing season he's we're, had. We're going to a track where he's the favorite. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a, a track where he, you know, where he last won in the all-star race. So it's it's looking like he is the championship favorite. And I mean, he can easily clinch his way into the championship for this weekend. I won't take the all-star race too serious because it was a completely different package altogether. I didn't even use it for my video talking about that. (laughs) Um, But it's just looking at the way that Larson's team is, he he can win anywhere. I mean, he can win on the intermediate tracks. He can, he can win on the short tracks. He can, he can win anywhere, but a super speedway. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) but I, I just, I, you know, we'll, we'll go over the playoff grid in a bit, but it feels like, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, it, it still feels like it's Hamlin or Larson. That's it. Those two mm-hmm. are the only ones that are really showing that they can show up every week and compete. Mm-hmm. Hamlin was my pick, and I'm still going to stick to Hamlin, honestly. He's a good pick. I mean, I mean just looking at the, whole, at the, at the uh, round of eight field as a whole, like, obviously, you have your two favorites, Larson and Hamlin, but then the other two spots, I really can't tell who those spots belong to. We're going to find out over these next three weeks, but it's going to be interesting to see who's going to get those final two spots. I feel like Hamlin and Larson will be locks to get in, whether it's I, on points or a win. I got to say, <laughs> I can't like especially, I gotta say, especially after last year, I do got to say Blaney has impressed me to, mm-hmm. still be, to still be in there as high as he is. 
but I don't trust him in this round either. I don't trust the pressure on Blaney for some reason. See, I'll be, I'll be real. Like three of my picks so far for the championship four are still in, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, and I, I I know who that one that's not is. Yeah, well, we're just gonna we're we're gonna <laughs> go over that one. We're just gonna fly over that one. It, was it Michael McDowell? <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> totally. He's a, he was a favorite, uh, don't you know? God, yeah. he, uh, he won Daytona, so he's clearly the favorite. All right, go ahead. Though. But I want I want to talk about the teammate of Chase Elliott, of Alex Bowman, of Kyle Larson here, William Byron. Like, mm. yes, he didn't make it into the round of eight. But that drive that he put on Sunday, I thought at least was showing, hey, this guy's for real. 2021, this consistency isn't a fluke. He's coming up there. He's, I mean, he was running down Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson for a bit there. He just pushed and it then, too hard. Yeah, Tyler Reddick, unfortunately, kind of bumped him a little bit. They um talked about it in the post race there. And also, shout out to Tyler Reddick at P2. So yeah. he's definitely up right next year as well. But yeah, William Byron, mm, Danny. Bright. I want I want to start with with you a little bit on this one. Like, is okay. William Byron someone who's for real coming like 2022, 2023 onward, or is, do you think it's kind of just oh, this is kind of his peak here? Like, is it for me? It feels like he's building it up. It's hard to tell at this point because I feel like he's struggled to get where he's gotten so far. But also, we get this. We the wild card is everyone gets a reset next year with new cars. We yeah. don't know who's we don't know who's going to adapt better to start off. Heck, we we might we might see Chase Briscoe take off and be the greatest driver ever in the next hey. game, and we and he's done crap this year. You know, mm-hmm. we, we just don't know enough right now. I do think it's going to be a hard reset for a lot of teams, and because it, it usually always is. I remember, you know, obviously you guys were all Dell Junior friends. So you all know this mm-hmm. when the when the Gen Six first come in, Junior had done crap all in car of tomorrow except for like two wins and granted he didn't win 2013 he got the hang of that car right off the bat and was a much better race car driver Mm -hmm. so we're gonna see someone like adele jr take that kind of uh effect i feel like look the potential certainly there for william byron i mean go back to his 2018 cup series rookie season i remember that from start to finish people were calling him a bust that year yeah, yeah, and I, and I was even defending. I'm like, hey, guys, give him a few years, relax. Let's see how he progresses. And- I, I mean, well, the thing is, and even still today, you mm. put him and Alex Bowman under a microscope, Bowman has outscored him way faster, w- way more. So in the equal time in the same equipment. Yes, exactly. You know, but, but, you know, still at the same time, you know, just like Alex Bowman has showed potential, William Byron has as well. I mean, they call him Boy Wonder for a reason. You know, well, some people do, you know, or, or – What's his nickname? Uh, I think Alex Bowman gave him a nickname recently. I can remember. Was it Babyface? Boy Wonder? I, I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. All I know is they like cookies and donuts after racing. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 definitely for sure. But yeah, William Byron and this Rudy Fugel combination. Uh, in the beginning, it looked like it was going to dominate the season, right? They went Homestead, which is like, what, the third or fourth race of the year? I can't remember. It was right now, at the but start. It was a, yeah, it was Where right it at the shouldn't start, have though. been. Yeah, yeah, it'll it, it'll be rightfully back in the playoffs. Soon, it, it, it was it was weird. Both the people who won Homestead, Matt Snyder and Byron, feel like they just kind of disappeared after that win. Never, never to be heard from again. At right? least, oh. at least with Byron though, he kind of like mm-hmm. consistencyed his way along. Like he was, it was like he was always in the top ten, but he wasn't really a top five contender. <laughs> He'd have a few flashes. I, I'm really excited because I, I was thinking that. 
this year would be like kind of a prove it year. Like, yeah, you got your first mm-hmm. win last year, but that was at Daytona. One's still a great season. I mean, you you were right there with Jimmy Johnson last year, which aside from like twenty other year or fifteen other years in his career, that would have been a great thing. But mm-hmm, yeah. he's not the best Jimmy Johnson he could have been near. Mm-mm. You know, you still beat him out. Good for you. But it was kind of just like a oh here you go kind of thing. This year he showed he's shown competitive speed. He's shown, I think, a true championship drive, if I had to say so. And I think he's mm-hmm. shown what that potential really, like a sneak peek of what that potential looks like. It, it kind of reminds me, and you guys can maybe you know, bring your own analogy in on it, but kind of reminds me of 2013 Joey Logano. Someone mm-hmm. who was up front from time to time, won a race. You know, I think he, he might have won two that year. From, I, I'm not the biggest Joey Logano He won historian. at least one race. Uh, yeah, he won at Michigan, I know. Mm-hmm. Um and he wasn't really loud in the chase, but he, he he was up there at times. And I feel like that's sort of the role that Byron has taken this year. And we, I mean, we saw like the rest of the 2010s, Joey Logano was a top five to top seven driver almost every single year. So I feel like I feel like Byron could take that leap if. And it's it's kind of weird to think that was the first year of Gen Six. We're going into a new car next year. It's like. If he gets a hold of this car right away, him and Rudy Fugel, that Ooh, is that is the, y'all better watch out. That, right that's twenty four. That that is the combination. I think him and Fugel is the combination. It's been the combination. Well, well, okay. Since take the truck out days, right? Take out Junior Motorsports because yeah. he wasn't there when he won the championship. But still, that is the best combination for Byron. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's actually finding that part. I'm starting to question whether or not Ives is the best fit for Alex Bowman. But then the other two, I think, have their right fits. Yeah, I might want to maybe reevaluate the whole Bowman situation as far as the crew chief is concerned, maybe. But as far as the field goal Byron combination, that is perfect. Rick Hendrick, do not touch that. Trust me, they, William Byron will eventually take off. I I believe, or I would hope he would. But again, you know, with these new, you know, with this new car and stuff, we don't know what's going to happen and stuff. So, but I mean, but uh, without a doubt this year, he has definitely shown true playoff potential, making it all the way to the round of 12. And, you know, I mean, one thing could have, could have led to another and, you know, perhaps maybe he could have been battling Larson on the final lap, maybe there, but you know what, next year though, and in, uh, in the uh, upcoming years and beyond, William Byron can definitely be a championship contender in the future. Well, maybe some of these guys, well, at least some of them might be championship contenders in the mm-hmm. future. They, uh, These are some people, though, I want to give shout-outs to. I love giving shout-outs to different people each week because yeah. there's at least a couple who, whether it's their equipment or whether it's how they perform this season, have just, when they have a good race, it's good to see. So shout-out to Chris Buescher. Uh, he finished P3. Yeah. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, 14th isn't great, but for someone who hey, all out sucks at road, courses, road course, I picked him to suck this week too. You so know what? He's I think been I did proven. Too. He's, I, he's no, been I, no, I think I had him as an underdog because I remember oh, he, did. he had been he had been decent at the Roval in the past. So he's improving year by year. That's good and, to see. And then Joey Hand, we don't usually give shout outs to 27th place finishes, but first cup start racing for Rick Ware. <laughs> on the lead lap, not even the hey. last. I don't think he was the last driver on the lead no, lap. If I'm not no, mistaken. I don't think so. so shout out to Joey Hand. Uh, even though he got into Truex, like people were like, go, like it's, NASCAR fans were all going after him and stuff, like and being like, "You're so inexperienced," and this and that, and like I think Man. wasn't it Freddie Kraft said that like inexperienced drivers shouldn't get their first starts during a playoff race, and I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm not. 
expert outside of NASCAR, but I'm, I've heard that name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is, he definitely has experience on the road courses, and it showed in Rick Ware racing equipment of all things. So props to him. And then like, um, oh, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna put someone in there who doesn't no. at least have a half no. decent idea. What as far as as far as when Rick Ware racing races on the road courses, they know who to put in for those races. So I'll give them props for that. And uh, real quick, before we go to the playoff grid. Go ahead and lick that like button. Let's get like 150 likes or whatever. Let's let's do that right now. Lick that lick like the button. like button, everybody. There's 358 of y'all and only 82 likes right now on my end. We need to raise those are rookie numbers. Raise those numbers. Do it. Do as it. as I keep shooing away the fly. Uh, well, the playoff grid, it's reset, but I'll read it off for you guys right now. I don't have it to put mm-hmm. up right now, but. Kyle Larson is number one, plus 42 over the cut Oh, line the I didn't know he was that far ahead. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, Kevin, Kevin, God, stupid flies are everywhere. I'm a, You're going to see fly murder on I, this. I, I, I think you were about to say it, but where was Kevin Harvick this time last year? Yeah, where was he? Uh, about that high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a little a higher. A little higher. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. Denny Hamlin is second, plus seven. Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> is third, plus six the damn fly is all over the place as ryan blaney is plus one in p4 well how many, well, well, how many points does a fly have uh well the fly is about to have zero life points in a bit because <laughs> i'm gonna get it uh kyle there's five, Bl- in his, there's five in there earlier by the way i, I got three of them before the show these two are just taunting me but back on the line anyway uh kyle bush is the first one underneath cut line at the moment minus one of course he has to be if ryan blaney's plus one chase elliott is right behind him minus two from the cut line joey logano minus 11 and brad kozlowski is the caboose minus 16 uh let's start out with darian outlook going into the round of eight Look, I mean, Kyle Larson, I mean, I think I said earlier, uh, Larson and Hamlin are locks, but that was before I saw the point. So let me retract that statement. You know, this is the playoffs. Nobody's a lock. Right. We saw that last year with Harvick. Um, But it is looking very, very good for Kyle Larson to, you know, at the very least, just be uh, uh, consistent enough to point his way into the playoffs if need be, um, you know, barring the unforeseen, you know, incidents or whatever. We'll see what happens. But the rest of the grid, I mean, I feel like you can make a case for most of them. I mean, Hamlin's up there, Truex, of course. Um, And then, you know, you have Blaney, who I feel, I mean, a lot of people feel, and I've noticed this on like, you know, NASCAR social media, a lot of people feel Blaney could make the championship for this year. And, and you know what, I'm like 50, 50 on him right now and stuff, you know, and I want him to, you know, it would be great to see him, but you know, you, you uh, look at the drivers below the cut line. I mean, a Kyle Busch, the defending champion, Chase Elliott, and then a former champion, or, or uh, excuse me, uh, two former champions in Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski, who are on the same team. It's going to be hard to keep, uh, you know, those guys below there. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens. But, I mean, you know, Blaney, I'd say, is the biggest wild card heading into the round of eight, in my opinion. I'm not – honestly – Penske might surprise me. I don't think any of the Penske cars are going to make it to the championship floor. I think it's going to be two Gibbs cars and two Hendrick cars. I don't think all three Gibbs guys can make it. What what I'm seeing is Larson likely wins Texas this weekend. Either Hamlin or Bush wins Kansas. Bush won earlier this year, uh, but Hamlin's also been really good there in the past. And then I think – I think Chase, unless Harvick comes sneaking in and does some shenanigans, I think Chase could win Martinsville again. So I think it would be Larson, Elliott, Bush, and Hamlin. So 
the way I'm looking at it right now, uh, I had you know talked about it in a video. There are actually, and I want to see if you guys know this, there are two spots of the round of eight since 2017 that have made the last four every year. Which two spots are they? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, man. Let's take a guess. Take some guesses. Uh, which two spots? Um, wait, are we talking below the cut line or, or just any One spot? through eight. Which, One through eight. Which two uh, spots have made it every single year since 2017? Let me see. Uh, look at, just, just take a guess, Just man. take a guess. Uh, six, through, six and eight. Six and eight. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Danny, what's your guess? I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> what Say two spots of the top eight have made it every single year since 2017? Oh, um, third and fifth. You got one of them right. Third. Oh. Second and third spots on the playoff grid wow. have made it every year. And Kevin Harvick is the only outlier being the top seed that has <laughs> never... I swear, I'm not uh, making this a Harvick crap, like a crap hey, on Harvick. It's facts. Strength. It's facts, though. You're fair. Yeah, You're I'm not. Facts. I'm not making a joke on this one. Um, yeah. But for me, I, I don't think we're gonna see that. I don't think we're gonna see lightning strike twice. Mm-mm. I think we're gonna see Kyle Larson make it. I have a lot of faith in Denny Hamlin right now. Truex, I have a lot of faith in, and I'm sticking with Ryan Blaney. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna see any of the four underneath make it in. Um, personally, I have, I don't know why, but I have a lot of faith in Ryan Blaney, even though Kyle Busch has been great at the 550 tracks, even though Chase Elliott's been great at Martinsville, Logano's been great at Martinsville, and Brad Keselowski can have streaks uh, in his career. But I see the top four right now being the top four we probably have. And uh, I apologize. The UFO was like just talking a lot tonight. It's really oh, it's weird. But, wait, it, wait it's, it's talking? It's, it's making talking? a lot of noise. Oh, um, it's haunted. The haunted UFO. Well, it is Spooky's month. It's Spooky month. Uh, <laughs> so, if we don't have anything else to add, we can move forward really quick to the to the ratings and the poll. Uh, the poll! Not yet, though. Not yet. <laughs> the ratings first. So. The uh, famous iceberg ratings. <laughs> yeah, the, the ra- famous iceberg ratings. The ratings could have been better. I don't know why this UFO is making a lot of noise and it's annoying me. So, uh, we might unplug <laughs> it. We literally can't hear it on our end. Yeah, okay, we can't good. even hear it. Yeah, good. I'll be good. I'll I'll be suffering in in you know solitude here. Uh, awesome. So the ratings: two point five four million viewers this week, which was down from two point seven seven million last year, down eight percent from twenty twenty. That is yeah. uh, two hundred thirty thousand less viewers than last year. Not not good Damn. stuff. And yeah, it wasn't, that's not. wasn't like it was delayed or anything. I mean, maybe you, you can maybe make the excuse, oh, Talladega the week before, but there was so much coming out of Talladega. Like, if you couldn't make, yeah. if you couldn't make a storyline leaving Talladega, you, could, you shouldn't be in the industry. And like, plus the Roval was just, it's so exciting too, and it's so anticipated. I mean, maybe perhaps we're starting to see some of that in, anticipation die down a bit, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I never really had a chance to say this, but as oh. far as the Roval... That's oh sorry, Nolan Johnson leaves in the chat. Dish actually dropped NBC this week. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense then. Okay. I knew YouTube uh, TV was in a dispute. I did not realize. I'm sorry. I've never been a Dish customer in my life. Never, never. Um, So I did not realize that. Um, That might that might have made a difference. (laughs) Oh, well, dang. That means it. Okay. Well, sorry. I just have a realization that uh, we have no way to watch stuff when it's on NBC Sports Network now. 
Dang. Well, isn't it? It's well, about to shut down anyways. Well, well the good news is uh, the, the next three... Um, well, no, it's not just NBC Sports Network. It's like, every, mm-hmm. I think, all NBC affiliates. Oh, um, but, I mean, good news is that I think three of... I think the next, let's see, three of the next four races, aside from the NBC Sports Network one, are being simulcasted on Peacock and NBC. So okay. if you have Peacock, which I don't, I think you can actually do a free trial of it for a week. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. like, buys people time. Um, yeah. But I can, uh, that, that, that might make sense there. Uh, my bad for not knowing that. Um, Darren, what do we got next? Yes, the poll, the famous iceberg poll. And I didn't forget this time, finally. <laughs> Do we have a new poll record? We didn't set one this week, but uh, it was about, about the same as last week. We had 14.8 thousand views, or uh, uh, votes, I should say. Views. 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 There's so many words on YouTube that, are, that <laughs> all just, they wash together. Uh, but 57% of you said this was a great race. 29% of you said this was a good race, meaning that the net positivity was 86% for this race. Wow. Which is comparable to other roval races. Uh, and then 9% of you said average, 2% said below average, 3% of you said bad, so a net negativity of 5%, which is normal for what mm. we have uh, in general. Yeah. So let's look at some of these comments. Number one voted comment was from Weatherboy. Uh, at least on my end it is. I mean, it's not... It's the most positively voted one, like least down votes, whatever. I don't know how the hell this thing works. Anyway, Motherboy yeah. says, uh, both elimination races this year have been drama-filled and entertaining. When people wonder why other people like the playoffs, they need to remember this. It may be a little bit forced, but it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not someone who likes the playoffs, but I can mm-hmm. I can understand why people like it. It's, like, it's entertaining. It, I mean, like, look, watching all that stuff, I will admit, I mean, while I do have pros with it, it is still very entertaining. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, Eric Kaur says the Roval just never fails to be storybook as F. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying not <laughs> as to as too much. As I'm, try, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be family friendly. Uh, let's see. Depressed <laughs> depressed Eric Estep says Kevin Harvick sees Chase Elliott behind him. Also, Kevin, initiating self-destruct. <laughs> I, I, I just like how you went from, I'm trying to be family friendly. Depressed Eric Estep. Depressed Eastep. Eric Estep says. <laughs> sorry, Eric, if you're watching right now. Sorry. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find people that we don't usually shout out. I appreciate the ones we usually do, but I, li- I like to give everybody kind of spread it around. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Potato says Harvick <laughs> chuckles. I'm in danger. Proceeds to plow into the wall. Yeah. Um, this point, of potato didn't just say potato. That's all I had to say. Yeah, you would have uh, top comment easily. <laughs> Denny delivers says in James Bond voice, ladies and gentlemen, oh, the yeah. global beef. <laughs> Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick to each other. Time yeah, he die. was there. That's right. Yeah, Kyle Busch was talking to him free race and put on his Twitter. He looks so bored in every picture he was in. <laughs> yeah, low-key. He's like, uh, what is like, this? And like, I have nothing against Daniel Craig, but he no. was bored as hell. He, he, yeah, he looked it, like he's like, why do I have to be here? Why do I have to be here? This is not well, This is not a Formula some, 1 race. I someone, thought this was Formula someone, 1. <laughs> I wonder what he would do if someone just goes, box, box. <laughs> Box, box, box. I'll probably say box, box, box right there. All right, let's scroll down really quick. Let's get a few, uh, few of these ones that are lower down. Didn't get too many votes on here. Um, Gre- Greg Brown says, Larson keeps clicking off the wins. What a recovery effort. They were dead in the water. They were. They uh, were. They were. Yeah. 
I have a very voyable ass. That's just Daniel Craig. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, one more before we go to the first comment. Um, right. Marky Mark says, y'all know that gif with Squidward choking on a fork? That's Kevin Harvick. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I put in our chat when uh when that oh, happened did i put that adam sandler you blew it you, you did yes yes but yeah that oh, one gift you okay, brought from Squidward, okay. That was funny. what's a uh well no i guess last year's choke is still worse than this year's choke right i'd say so well, yeah i mean yeah yeah it's up there, though. this year's is up because he, he hadn't even won this year I, honestly i think what he must have done something just curse himself last year because him. He didn't rub the Buddha belly. That's what it was. That's what it was. He didn't rub it. And so ever since, well, honestly, going back to our Harvard conversation earlier, all his respect kind of went out the window for everybody mm-hmm. when he tried to wreck Kyle Bush to, to 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 stay in. Yeah. Oh yeah. If that was anyone else, everyone would go freaking nuts about that. Like man. Definitely. Uh, okay. First comment is from Continue West C. Is it positive or negative? Yeah, you know, I got to go with negative. Good old negative here. Uh, negative, but I'm going to say that they're a Chase fan who's happy and they're very negative against Harvick. It's one word, just like last week. Uh, Amazing! Hey! Positive! Whoa. Wow, dude, that's a good change of pace. Wow. <laughs> okay, uh, so a lot of you in the chat know I'm a big Vikings fan. Fish Productions. Um, oh, this is the most recent, I should say. So, but, uh, mm-hmm. so, so we'll actually, I'll go down to the first one real quick, but second most recent one was fish production saying the Vikings got a Mickey win. <laughs> <laughs> so actually that wasn't the first comment. I, I had okay. put it on that, but for some reason didn't do that. So I'm going to scroll, scroll, scroll. Now we're going to scroll to the for real first comment. All right. It's from 48 nation. That's again, one word. Is it positive? Negative, negative, negative. I'm going to go with negative again. What do you think, Danny? Negative. All it is is woo! Dang, okay. Dang two it, again. Two Why positives, right? one night. Uh. How about that? So <laughs> thank thank you all for voting in the poll. Uh, we'll be putting or I'll be putting those up every week as soon as the checkered flag fall, uh, flies, unless I'm at the race because reception is ass out there. Um, yes. But if I can, it will be up as soon as possible after the race for sure. This week I'll do it at Kansas, Martinsville, Phoenix, whatever. Uh, but. Cup is not the only thing that has been going on this weekend in NASCAR. No, no. We also no, have no, no. Xfinity, and the Rumble Strips have struck again. <laughs> oh, they took notes from the freaking Indy Road Course there, and we were there in person. That was crazy to see yeah. all that stuff happen. That was nuts, and we saw it again. You know, I, I don't know. They, they got to figure out this curve situation for 2022 because if this keeps going on next year, I mean, with the abundance of road courses we go to, like some of these do require some of those rumbles and stuff. So you got to, you know, fix them a, a, a tad there so they uh, don't leave like that. But yeah, overall, it was a good race, though. I loved it. Now, I also want to I want to bring forth uh, one of the recurring storylines of the race uh, maybe not so good for this person. You know, we, we all like Ty Gibbs, but that dude was a, he was a damn wrecking ball out there, man. Yeah, look, he, he, I mean, look, we know how confident Ty Gibbs is. You know, we know how good he can be and stuff. But yeah, Ty Gibbs was, I mean, he, he even raced one of his playoff teammates, Harrison Burton, a little too hard. There. I'm like, listen, look, look, like, we know that's the best Xfinity, Joe Gibbs Xfinity car in the field, without a doubt. We, we know that. But 
you know, like you're not in a playoff situation, however. And, you know, I think that was just, you know, a case of Ty Gibbs, you know, showing his, you know, showing that he is in fact a rookie there. So he's making, you know, rookie mistakes right there. But yeah, I mean, uh, to race a playoff teammate like that, it's like, yeah, you got to settle down here a little bit. Got to reel him in a tad there. Well, and, you know, I, I won't say completely that, it, you know, all just rookie will put it on and being a rookie because he got his, his comeuppance from another rookie, mm-hmm. Sam Mayer. Yeah, props to him. It's and good to see him run well. Danny, do you remember when we had Sam on a few months ago? Do you remember, like, how he was talking about Ty and, like, just how we wanted to beat him? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling in that moment he's like, for the love of God, I am not going to be the one on the wrong end of the of this this time. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, pretty much. I'm not coming in behind you again, old man. <laughs> I'll just say that. I'll just say this though. That you know the uh, the Ty Gibbs Sam Mayer rivalry is going to be really fun to watch for years to come, especially next year. It's going to see how these two. It's going to be interesting to see how the um, um, these two young drivers progress next year. Could be bad, uh, duking it out for the championship, but it's good to see Sam Mayer finally you know, um, run well. Obviously, he didn't finish inside the top 10, I don't think. He got spun, I think, in the final laps, but he was up there in P2, and it was looking like maybe if one thing led to another, he could perhaps challenge AJ for the win there, but but no, no, no. Um, Sam Mayer, though, uh, again, he's um, um, just like William Byron, a lot of fans are riding him off already. I'm like, guys, he's just in a part-time season. Let's just wait until next year and see how he performs. You always have to give any sort of young driver time even riley herps i had to give time until you admit yeah not so maybe he's not the best but you know what in in the case of sam Mayer, though i think the future is bright for him we'll see what happens well you kind of alluded to it there aj allmendinger the road course master the roval mm-hmm. master roval master this is his Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. You knew you were saying the same thing I was. Go for it. Man. Three in a row. He's won all mm-hmm. but the first one. Chase Briscoe won that one. And then AJ has won the last three. Do you know hey, that's his baby. That's rain, his... rain or shine, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what his average finish there is, right? First, right? One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one. Because <laughs> he, he, he wasn't competing in 2018. 1.0. Like, that's wow. just... That's amazing. Um, that I, is. I gotta say, I like seeing AJ do well. You know, obviously he's gonna do well at the road courses. That's just that's his bread and butter. But mm-hmm. it feels good seeing someone with that good of a personality have this kind of career resurgence like that. Yes, so, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it really is. I like I I love seeing I love seeing the dinger win like that. Um, well, I think it's so funny about this. I'm looking at the uh, results from the Roval on Racing Reference. So AJ's obviously won the last three years. It ain't like he's had a starting advantage. He's his first one. His first win started fifth. Last year started twenty second. This year started fourteenth. It don't matter where you start him. He's, he's gonna get to the lead. He's gonna get up there for sure. And you know, let me just say this too: it's so great to see him back behind the wheel full time in any racing series in general, just because his personality is always gonna shine. You know, amongst the rest and stuff, out of the rest, and also you know the fact that he's winning multiple races and is a true championship contender. That's this is, that's great for NASCAR. This is the year that defines AJ's career because he's now it's a, it's a career year. Uh, twenty nine races, one pole award. Uh, 19 top tens, and only two of those were not top five. 17 mm-hmm. top fives, and then five five wins, and then plus uh, three top tens in cup, two top fives in cup, and then one win. Wow! I, I mean, look, 
as much as I would love to see him race full time in for colleague in the Cup Series, I feel like the Xfinity Series is is I, the place for him to be. I think he's already established himself that. He sees himself as like where Elliot Sadler was a few years ago. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. The Xfinity no. series, it's it's an amazing series and stuff. You can make a living, make a career racing there in trucks and, you know, any series in general. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just look at, you know, go to the trucks. It's full of people who did that. Todd Bodine, Ron Hornaday, mm-hmm. Matt Crafton winning championships without wins, you know. Because, because when you look back at AJ's Cup Series career, I, I mean – in the very beginning, he did not get a fair shake with Red Bull. I mean, I remember that 2007 season vividly. Uh, I, I, I don't think anyone but Brian Vickers got a fair shot there. So. Yeah, and but then, you know, he moves on to other teams like Petty Enterprises, had the one season with Penske, but then we all know how that ended, you know, made a mistake there. And as, you know, since, you know, he's he since said, yeah, yeah, it was a mistake there. I thought I took, you know, some type of supplement. Turned out to be Adderall, correct? So that was great to see him come back from that. Um, and now, you know, like, I mean, he already has two career cup series wins. So like, I mean, I don't think he'll ever be a true cup series championship contender. So for him to be a, a, a championship contender in Xfinity is very fitting. So it's great to see. Now I want to shout out a few more people here who had some pretty good runs on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Preston Partis finished seventh. Yes. Josh Williams, P11. And then uh, Alex LeBay, P14. He's been pretty good at the Roval in the Oh, years Canada. <laughs> yes. But uh, other people who have been really good have been the eight playoff drivers left. So I'll read off the grid real quick for you right here. AJ Allmendinger, he is number one right now, plus 34. Austin Sindrick is second, plus 28. Then it is Justin Allgaier, plus five. Noah Gregson, plus one. Daniel Hemrick, first one underneath, minus one. Justin Haley, minus two. Harrison Burton, minus nine. And Brandon Jones, minus 14. So what's the outlook for you guys here? This this is a close playoff battle right here. Very close. Uh, And obviously, Cindric and Almanac are going to be your favorites to get there to Phoenix. So I'm I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, hypothetically, they get in. There's only two spots remaining. Out of those six other people, uh, I don't think Brandon Jones is going to beat it. Got to get there. Burton, he's he's been a let, he's been a letdown this year. And plus, at this point, I I feel like that whole team is checked out and focusing on the future. And mm-hmm. he's going to Cup anyways with the twenty ones. I I don't think this is him. Uh, Haley would be good, and I think it'd be good for Colo to get two of their cars in there. Um, so I'm going to actually, I'm going to say, I think Haley can get in there. He's only minus two back. And, and I, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the playoff grid right now too. And I mean, shout out to Noah Gregson because a lot of the fan base was like writing him off, including me, because I mean, before the playoffs started, it was looking like, Oh, I mean, no wins in the column and stuff. And now all of a sudden he's definitely picked up the performance. Heck so. I'm going to say, I think he makes up for what happened last year, getting passed in the very last corner. I think Gregson can get himself into Texas. Honestly, yeah, but- I, I feel like, I feel like he can probably make that work. Cause last year yeah. wasn't, wasn't that where uh, Burton passed him literally on the last corner? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was. And, and that's let's where get it costs. Props. <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And also, let's give props to Daniel Hemrick. I know Daniel Hemrick gets a lot of crap for not winning a race in the top three series, but he is so extremely consistent, and he's only minus one below the cut line. So, you know, one thing could lead to another, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's in there on points. So, and all of a sudden, compete for a championship. It would be something in this playoff era. 
If Daniel Hamrick somehow wins the championship with no career wins whatsoever. I think he could. I think he could. It's possible. It's possible. And that's what's crazy about this. I mean, hey, for the sake of entertainment, hey, let's see it. Why not? But, hey, but I mean, as far as um, uh, the other drivers below him, I mean, the only case I can make for Brandon Jones is he has won at Kansas before. Mm-hmm. He has won at I Kansas. I was there. So, I mean, that was his yeah, first yeah. win. Exactly. So, he has won there yeah. before. But, I mean, outside of that, I haven't seen enough. Harrison Burton, yeah, I mean, like Danny says, he's been a tad bit disappointing. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been a scrub by any means, but I did expect a little bit more. And as for Justin Haley, like, yeah, he's definitely the favorite um, outside, um, out of the three below Hemrick. Um, now, if we were racing at a super speedway in this round, then I'd definitely be like, oh, yeah, 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 he'll be in for sure. Colleague Racing would make sure that uh, they would uh, get him in with AJ, of course. But uh, we're not at a super speedway in this round, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he can navigate all the way inside. But I mean, he's only minus two below, so he's right there. So uh, I, I think good. I'm looking good. I'm gonna say Cedric and Almendinger, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think Gregson gets in, and it's a toss up between Allgaier and Haley. I'm I'm gonna say I don't think any of the JGR cars get in. I'm just gonna say I don't think any of those get in. Yeah. It could happen. I can see that. Uh, I think I think the top two per, more than likely will, unless disaster uh, happens. Uh, when it comes to third through eighth, I'm with you. I don't see the JGR guys. I think it's third through sixth battle. I think you might see Burton or Jones jump up one of the races, but I don't think they're going to be able to get it done for three in a row the way the mm-hmm. other ones will. Unless one of them somehow wins. So yeah, I I think I think Allgaier is the strongest of third through sixth. Uh, something, something in the back of my mind is saying Hemrick, and it's probably wrong. He's consistent, man. He's, he's he so is. consistent. That's the, the thing. the The closest I remember him, like he, he about got himself into the championship for his last year with uh, RCR, RCR in Xfinity. But his problem is that that, was that that was like at Phoenix where it almost happened. So. Yeah, I mean, if if he makes it, he's going to be a threat. I don't. He's don't going to be he's there. Win though. I mean, like, and again, it's been proven in the system. You don't have to win the race to win the championship if things go your way. One thing goes, you know, your way. I mean, hey, I was I was kind of just cruising over to uh, some truck series stats because we haven't had a chance to talk about our truck series friends a little bit. So I, I did I did mm-hmm. want to bring up what kind of a year is Mister Matt Crafton having compared to 2019? 2019, he finished that year with. Uh, three pole awards, mm-hmm. eighteen top tens, and seven top fives. He's not gonna actually. He's actually not gonna match that because uh, he's. But he's still sitting third. He's. I think he's had a better run in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. But he has eleven top tens, four top fives, zero wins, oh, and then polls don't really matter anymore. Hey. But but still, I. I miss talking about the truck series. I'm, 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 I'm really watching Matt Crafton. I think it's going to happen again. We could well, see the system exposed in two of the three series this year. It could happen, maybe. Well, we'll be able to the week before Martinsville, which is crazy to think. We got that, that. That can't be a normal thing to happen in the coming years. Um, but really quick, I want to say something that I think should be something that should be normal in the coming years is the ratings for the Xfinity series. They had 1.16 million viewers, which was up 5% from last year. Moving so, on up. We'll okay. take we'll take the wins where we can get them. It probably helps. It wasn't a damn monsoon. 
Um, People, they love Xfinity series racing. And I think like, I think the general public is starting to realize like, Hey, you know, if if you don't like the cup series package we have currently Xfinity series racing is, is the series to watch in NASCAR. I I think it's it's the, um, it's the, uh, the best series in NASCAR at the moment too, and will be for a while. Yeah. Well, so we've pretty much made it through the Roval weekend. Some stuff we should talk about with NASCAR is the mm-hmm. president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he made some lofty uh, that's, uh, things that's, to say. Well, That's an understatement. Yeah, yeah definitely so let's, understatement. let's get to him right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So a few, I think we can probably just touch briefly on the first one here. 2023 NASCAR schedule, and his words will be much different from 2022, says that it's going to have important, uh, an importance on putting variation on the schedule shouldn't go there twice. I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, there are only, I think five tracks they should go to twice. And it is Daytona, Talladega, Martinsville and, uh, and, and, and Bristol as well as Charlotte go to the Roval uh, for the Charlotte second time, do dirt Bristol for the first Bristol, uh, keep Martinsville on there for history's sake. And then the super speedways are, if, uh, if they eventually get to fairgrounds back, would you say one or two for there? One. Okay. Don't oversaturate the market. Yeah. As the damn. Come on. I want more races. Yeah, I want more races. (laughs) Me too. At the same time, I want to see full stands and. and... (laughs) Let's spread it out. So, Uh, I mean, what else did he say? Yeah, that looks good. I mean, he said, well, he said that stuff about the schedule before. So, okay. Yeah. But hey, I do want to say, I do agree that the variation is good Mm -hmm. because. I'm going to probably sound bad by saying this as much as people say like, Oh, F1 and IndyCar drivers are better. I mean, do they go to as many different tracks as NASCAR does right now? Well, well in F1, it, I mean, it's a different, they go to a different um, a circuit, but it's it's race. still, it's still basically a road course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in so, and of itself, it's still the same style of racing. Whereas, oh, you're talking whereas about okay. NASCAR is literally a different style of racing every week. Yeah, it feels like yes, yes, yes. We have the intermediates, which are trying to turn to super speedways. You have super speedways. <laughs> you have short track racing. You have, I mean, you could even look at some tracks, for instance, that completely race different than any others. Um, uh, you you can look at dirt track racing now that they have. I mean, NASCAR. I, I won't go as much to say, like, I'm never going to say one series drivers are better than others just because I don't right. want to start that, even though the FIA is trying to start that. Um, <laughs> but, and we'll, that's something we can talk about another time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, You have to have a lot more diverse driving styles to compete in NASCAR, it feels like. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I feel definitely like. a diverse one. I feel like right now NASCAR has the most diverse schedule out of any uh, motorsports uh, series or sanctioned body at the moment. And, you know, him saying, hey, we want more variation. I mean, like, that can only mean positive things in my eyes. I mean, as long, though, however, as long as we don't, you know, cut the traditional races, obviously, keep the 500 where it's at, obviously keep the Coca-Cola 600. Mm -hmm. And then, like Jared said, perhaps maybe we should look into – Hey, do certain tracks really need two races? Look, I'm as much as I love my home track, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We know that we we all watched the snooze fest that was that uh, playoff race last round. So, I mean, that track could possibly need some re- um, evaluation on if it needs a second race and a lot of other tracks too. But yeah, I agree with the tracks Jared said that do need to keep two races though. Uh, well, the second thing that Phelps brought up is probably the most. Uh controversial uh, even yeah. though we'll talk about what we think is more controversial afterwards more because we have more of a connection to it but uh mm-hmm. or, and, and this person but he also said 
around 2024 is when NASCAR will probably be using hybrid engines, entertaining the possibility also of an exhibition all-electric series, which I think we talked about earlier this year. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about it, like, I think the, the Nashville weekend, we were all there. I think we discussed it or whatever. I could be wrong, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They've been talking about that for a while now, and it could be coming, and it looks like it's coming a whole lot sooner than we originally thought. That, I mean, I know I know that it's coming. I think it's the fact that he's so open about it, and this is what surprised me about all this is like, mm-hmm. you know, say what you will, like, I disagree with, with Phelps on a lot of stuff with modern NASCAR, but I'll give him credit. He's out there more than NASCAR's former administration. Yeah. You got to at least look, you might not agree with everything he says and you might question like, Oh, should he really be saying this stuff? Should we really be saying these certain quotes or whatever? And you might have different opinions, but I'll give him that too. By the way, the the hybridization is for cup. uh, And probably I'm assuming would probably trickle down to Xfinity and truck. Yeah. All electric series is a whole different thing he was talking about. And that's way down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, like, the Cup Series entirely is going to be a lot different than the other series, it feels like. Like, even there's there's been zero discussion on this. Are the numbers getting moved forward in Xfinity and Truck Series? I don't think anyone's even talked about that. <laughs> the love of God, it already looks bad enough on Dude, don't imagine it on a truck, bro. Just, imagine the number on a, a truck. Just a giant-ass number on the tailgate if you're going to move it. I mean, Oh, my God. Don't, hey, don't. It wouldn't Please. surprise me if they do that for the other it's two series. Aesthetically I, I, I'm, unpleasing. I'm, re- I'm realizing that's a conversation no one is having. Or where are the numbers going on the other cars? <laughs> it's yeah. so aesthetically bad looking when it's just not lined up with as much with the. It, but you have bad. to do it right. You have to do it the right they, way. They can there's... do it right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've seen, I, I retweeted a few of them over the weekend, and they like there's some they move forward. They're not moved a ton forward, but it's enough. But it still looks really good. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. the old Dale Junior eights were moved forward compared to the other part you know the other numbers around so it's yeah. like it's, it, it can look good it's just it don't look good right now <laughs> yeah it doesn't look pleasing at all but i mean i don't really know what more you can say about it because they can talk all day about it but until you see anything concrete put down like what what are they going to do about you know electrification in nascar a high and you know an all-electric series like I don't know. I mean, like we had talked about maybe like you would turn the truck series into some type of car, you know, NASCAR electric series, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, th- this is something that'll, that'll uh, take place way, 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 way in the future. So oh, the electric, good to hear. all electric. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The all electric. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. I mean, the thing I guess could be the selling point for hybrids is that they have talked. It would probably add more horsepower which I think we all want. And we all want, yes. Especially on the intermediates, we all want more horsepower. I mean, I, I can say, having drove as many hybrid cars as I did working for Toyota, those hybrid cars are a lot faster than you think they are. They have they have a lot more extra pep in them. Like, mm-hmm. not, not like a straight electric car. Those suck. But a hybrid car, there's a lot of power in them. And I'm curious to see, to hear, you know, to see our, excuse me, to hear what the NASCAR, what the NAS, um, stock car hybrid uh, uh, engine will sound like. In F1, we already know uh, what their hybrid engine. I better have like, that so. low rumble. That's all I mm-hmm. want. Like, do whatever yeah, I could, you can. I can dig that. that. I feel like it would sound like a combination of a four-cylinder meeting a light model. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, I can live with that sound. Just give me my my low rumble. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, you, you, you might not even need headphones for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, the last thing that Phelps said that we're going to talk about today is the one that, that yeah. probably most is most like closest to home for us. So we've had Raja Karuth on the show before. Mm-hmm. He's a really and good just dude. just want to clarify, we love Raja. He's yeah, yeah, yeah awesome yeah, guest, yeah. awesome guest, and and as well, he's an awesome driver well, too. So Steve Phelps, I guess, was either asked about him. And maybe this is being taken out of context, but he said that Raja Karuth will be a star. Take it to the bank. Uh, I, I like the confidence, but I mean, I know on this show, we learned the hard way with, you know, hyping up people like Sarah and Haley Deegan. Um, <laughs> maybe wait for these young drivers to get some starts in the top three series under their belts before we say this? <laughs> Look, uh, let me say this, and let's, you know, establish this right now. Raja Karuth is a phenomenal talent. He's an awesome driver. He's won races at Hickory, Greenville, Pickens. These are very historic short tracks mm-hmm. that and take immense driver talent. His to ARCA finishes have been improving this year as well. Yes, and then even uh, when we had him and Tommy Joe Martins on, Tommy Joe Martins has said he had discovered him in – uh, and and Arca race at Dover was running P3, and then he had problems with that. I think it was a flat tire or something like that. It was or some type of mechanical yeah. problem. And and what's good about that is like Tommy is big on social media, as mm-hmm. is Raja, but that's not what he cared about. He noticed him at a racetrack. Exactly. That's where he noticed him. And he's been putting in the work. And also, uh, let me remind you guys, Raja Karuth has only been racing, you know, for real, you know, race cars for about four to five years. So he's just getting started in this thing compared to others. Now, it, you know, without a doubt, he is immensely talented. The problem I have with this quote, though, is that, I mean, how many times have we seen drivers get hyped up by, you know, the uh, sanctioning body of NASCAR in general? I mean, just take a look at Haley Deegan here. I mean, they were like, doing these little promos with her early on and she hadn't even made a start in the top three series. And now look, and and although I still think she's still developing, obviously the hype that, that um, um, the hype train that began at the very beginning of the season has um, it uh, definitely um, quickly died down. So I'm just concerned, you know, with, you know, the amount of pressure that this could be putting on Roger here. Now, yeah, I'm sure, you know, he appreciates the kind words and, you know, he can obviously handle it, but hyping up drivers can go either way. I'll just use me, for example. Look, I, when I first started YouTube, I used to hype up drivers all the time and stuff. Now, the first, he's about to laugh, yeah, the first driver I ever hyped yep. up on my channel, Natalie Decker. And that backfired immensely. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. My case for her at the time was, okay, we're getting here and all this hype for Haley Deegan, but Natalie Decker has experience in stock cars and stuff. And her track record in the uh, local Wisconsin short track scene was very good and look what happened here so it can go either way but i've also hyped up Haley deegan chandler smith who looks promising and ryan vargas who is looking like he'll have a consistent career in the xfinity series so i am just saying beware be very weary of hyping up drivers and stuff because it can go either way but for the for the nascar president to be doing this I, mm, I like, think he needs to scale back on some I, of those comments I, in the future. I said it's like Roger Goodell seeing a freshman in high school and being like, that yep. dude's going to be a superstar. And it's like, you know, like, well, he's, he's a good quarterback in high school, but like we need to get him experience first. Like let's not, exactly. let's not put all of and this again, pressure. You know? And again, like I said in the beginning, the, the potential's there, the talent's there. Uh, although some people on Twitter would say otherwise, like, oh, he's just getting this opportunity because he's black or blah, blah, blah. When in reality, he's I mean, talented. You, 
He is super talented too. And yes, there's obviously going to be an aspect to that because in NASCAR's history, only well now, well now this changed a couple of weeks ago. We've only had two winners in um, African American winners in the NASCAR Cup Series in '63 and in this year of I 2021. Mean, so yeah, all, all I can say is to anyone who might say what Darian just said, as I pointed out plenty of times. Tia Norfleet is the perfect example as to if they wanted someone for publicity, a black female driver would be great. They could get it. They could could do it. But she ain't willing to put in work like the other ones are. Absolutely not. And Raja has been putting in so much work with the diversity program and in the short track scene down there since day one. So this opportunity is absolutely deserved. And also, let's not forget, mm-hmm. there are some parts of this. Um, there are some drivers in NASCAR that uh, um, at the moment that definitely shouldn't be there, but are because of, you know, money and, you know, family ties for, you know, um, certain drivers. But yeah. uh, Raja has earned this all since day one here. And, you know, he, he absolutely deserves it. But just my only problem Mr. Phelps, you just got to, I feel like you need to scale back on some of those comments. Let's let's rein it back a little bit here because again, this could backfire. Yeah. Well, but you know where we don't have to rein it back? The mailbag question. The mailbag question. The famous mailbag question. We just got got a letter. We We just got got a letter. letter. Uh, All right. So this one says, hey guys, my question uh, to you guys is what are the funniest moments you guys have had when trying to get a NASCAR driver's autograph. Keep up the good work in the show. Love watching you guys. It was cool to see Jarrett and Darian at Coda. Sorry, didn't see Eric, which is really ironic, from (laughs) NASCAR Mobile 48. By the way, you can uh, send in your question at weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com, all lowercase, uh, and just send in a question. If you you send in a request to be on the show, you will promptly be ignored. Uh, So, guys... I can go first on yeah, this one. As it, it. as it happened, as it happened pretty recently. <laughs> I know, I know what story it is. <laughs> Atlanta Motor Speedway, things have finally gotten kind of back to normal, and the fact that they have the the Chevy stage open and drivers making appearances. I'm a big Alex Bowman fan, and all of a sudden we notice, hey, there's a, there's Alex Bowman. He's signing autographs. Oh boy, oh all I have is my hat. Uh, oh, I don't have a sharpie. Oh, Joey Stone, do you have a silver Sharpie by chance? Oh, I do, Danny. Here's a silver Sharpie. Go get your favorite driver's autograph. Hello, Mr. Bowman. Can you sign my head? I have a silver Sharpie in it. No, what are you doing? No, no, no. Proceeds to sign in black Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) He did not care at all. He's like, I got to go, bro. Here you go. And he lost a fan that day. No, I'm just kidding. No. Darren, who you got? What what, what story you got? I don't really have any funny stories about nascar about getting nascar autographs per se but i do have a funny story and Jarrett was there at uh this year's srx season finale at the nashville fairgrounds (laughs) yes yeah he knows where i'm going i ran into the one and only paul tracy and this was after he had just gotten to a little scuffle with um with uh, marco andretti and after the race i got a selfie with him and uh he seemed like he was really nice to interact with and as he was walking away i was like yes sir you're one of the most down bad drivers in the sport right now (laughs) Look up down bad what that means because you know he said like the the feet comments about the, um, um uh, Danica and stuff and then he uh, got okay. into a little spout with one of the female reporters but that was definitely the okay. funniest okay. interaction. Hey, now that you're mentioning SRX stuff, I can think of my funny SRX moment. Go so ahead. we're just we're just all standing there. I don't remember if you guys were around if it was like some of the others or what, but we're just standing there. And next thing you know, Willie T. Ribs is coming right behind me yeah. over the wall, yeah. and he just he just goes he just goes taps me on my shoulders like yeah man. He's like oh yeah hey Willie. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, go. <laughs> SRX is awesome, y'all. Y'all need to go to a race sometime if you haven't been. It's awesome. But yeah, no, that's my funniest one. I guess the funniest one in NASCAR I can think of is um, I, when I saw Kyle Larson for the first time and got his autograph, I did not realize at the time how short he was. I swear. <laughs> I, it was like, I was like, whoa, he's really, I'm like, hey, hey, well, he's a, autograph. <laughs> I'm not a tall guy, but he's shorter than me. I can say that. Yeah, but he's, but he makes up for it by being immensely talented and he's way, way richer than all three of us. So, so, <laughs> so my, my funny story, and this will be funny to, to any of my family who's watching right now. So I, as a lot of you know, I used to go to Chicagoland Speedway, rest in peace. RIP, uh, RIP. And, and, and so every year I'd go out there and I'd make these giant ass books that I'd have the number and I'd draw it out, make it Sharpie, would, you know, color it all in like the side of the car and have drivers sign my custom made books for autographs. Well, it's 2008, nine, I don't know. It's, it's one of those years with the COT where it looked really ugly with the wing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I see Robbie Gordon and see, I'm like, 10, 11, you know, around that age, realizing, you know, hey, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go after a NASCAR driver for an autograph and do anything you can to get that autograph, Robbie Gordon is not the hill to die on. Well, I proceed in my flip-flops to run after Robbie Gordon's golf cart because I'm like 11 and the sole of my flip-flop flies off and I'm basically running on one foot on gravel and Robbie Gordon sees this and immediately stops and signs like all the stuff of mine I have for him. Because Aww. I think in that moment he looked over and realized, man, if the, if a kid in NASCAR, like he's that into NASCAR to chase after me for an autograph, he deserves it. That's <laughs> and, and especially especially 2008 Robbie Gordon, not yeah. like not like RCR 31 Robbie Gordon, 2008 yeah. Robbie Gordon. No, this is like jim beam robbie gordon mm-hmm. this is like give me whatever car i can afford for my own team robbie gordon and, yes. and something that people might not realize is robbie gordon's autograph is huge like he makes the oh. r huge it took so like the the piece of paper i had is like the size of this notebook the r mm-hmm. takes up almost the whole <laughs> he's like hey i'm getting this like, whole thing You're- <laughs> he gets the whole damn thing so if robbie gordon if for some reason you're out there watching this Thank you very much for your autograph. If you're listening to mm-hmm. it, thank you very much for your autograph. Uh, I will never forget that moment. So that was, that was, not not going to lie. That's not the story I thought you were going to tell. I thought you were going to tell the one where Dell Jr. was out of breath or something like that. Uh, well, I, yeah. that wasn't really like the – well, are we talking like the craziest or funniest? I, I can't remember. I already deleted the question on the itinerary. I mean, <laughs> the Dale Jr. one, he came back from a 42-mile bike ride, went yeah, right that's... past me, and I literally sat there with my – I, I, I was trying to think of also a different story too, but he went over like with – I literally am sitting there with my hat and pen, and he just goes by, and I'm like, oh. And I look, and he does a Yui, and I literally drop all my crap, and I'm just like – Hi Dale. Hi Dale. I'm your Please biggest fan. Hi Kevin. I'm your biggest fan. You know oh, that's, that yeah, was a funny. that was a great moment. That was a great moment. Um, I I'm pretty sure I shared that with like every person that I knew. I'm pretty sure I sent a picture of like me with it, and I was like, "Hey, you guys finally met him." <laughs> um, so that was pretty bad. Plus, it was the year he retired too, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know what else is cool is all of you guys send your questions to mm-hmm. the mailbag weekly podcast guest at gmail.com. Uh, just leave your question on there, name, whatever. We'll probably, well, I mean, we'll look all through them. Remember, we only got what four shows after this left this year, so wow. be sure to get them in while you can. 
Uh, so leave it at weekly podcast we're guest. At we're about to go into hibernation for, for a year. <laughs> now, well, you know who doesn't hibernate is the ones who sponsor this show. The yeah. mailbag question was brought to you by Lionel. Uh, you can get your official Lionel diecasts on, well, on their website, but also at Walmart. There's plenty of them there. Uh, Danny, and didn't, didn't... that's what I did. I yeah. went into my local Walmart this week. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, because I feel like the Walmarts around here are the are bad at getting their orders in to get plenty of these in stock. They had a full wave of wave six. Every single car, even the truck that was an option. The only thing that was an option was the liquid color chase piece. So I'm, I I bought three of the nine that were in this wave six. I've got Bubba Wallace DoorDash. I've got... Daniel Suarez, I fly, and I've got Kyle Larson, Nations Guard. This one's unique because he barely really ran this one this year and actually didn't get a win in this paint scheme. So it's kind of unique. But uh, these are all three new cars that we didn't even have last year. So I thought that was pretty cool. Look at, awesome. look at Danny B leading by example. There nice. you go. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, anyways, for mine, I'm just going to say this. Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Mikey, 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 Mikey. Okay, that's it. But no, no, this is a Pennzoil uh, um, Cup Series car. I forgot what team it was for, but it's just one of the most basic schemes of all time. Just the 30, the Pennzoil, and just the plain yellow scheme. But hey, it's Mikey, though. So it's 10 times awesome. Well, I got Jason Leffler, his mm-hmm. MBNA America number 18 car. And what I love most about this car. It's that silver. Look, it's shiny. You can't even focus it's on it. So it's shiny. so shiny. Oh, it's so Look shiny. I'm blind. Anyway, there you can see it there. There we yes. go. Is, is, it quite, is, is it quite like the chrome that was on the uh, track house car? Uh, not not like that, but it's kind of like um, if you have the gray ghost die cast, it's like that silver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. And, and it just and, meshes good with the black and the green and it's a rookie oh, the car. rookie stripe! I love the it's rookie, rookie stripe. I love the rookie. There's so stripe. much light in here, you can't really see it. But yeah, I figured I'd have that one. I, I think I'm, I might have had that once before, but I really like. I really love this. Plus, I mean, come on, yep. it's a Pontiac. Yes, and what also, Pontiacs you know, do we have as diecast? And also, just to give some backstory to that car, Jason Leffler, that was his rookie season in the Bush Series in 2000, scored three poles, and then after that, ended up moving up to the Winston Cup. So rest in peace to him. And also, guys, by the way, quick, uh, really quick uh, plug here. Uh, gone too soon. Jason Leffler is out tomorrow. So be ready for So, yes, thank you again to Lionel for Thanks. sponsoring the mailbag question. Now, Darian, what is that? <laughs> weekly podcast oh i'm getting better with it jared what do we have on tap for tonight your mic didn't blow out those new yes, settings dude, are great better. the new settings yes it's the new freaking settings thank you i love you All good right, go job man that's Let's awesome go. we need to give him the dell call maybe oh, yeah yeah maybe we'll see All right, i'm gonna try All right. and fly i'm gonna try and fly through these right now so let's see what we got on tap uh the last three races of the season i was talking about this before will be on nbc uh, well, that are on NBC will be streamed on Peacock and pre and post race coverage is scheduled to be streamed on there as well. According to Jenna Fryer, NASCAR has said for the numbers, Chrome is back next year. According to Bob Pachris, Bill McAnally Ooh. racing is switching from Toyota to Chevy. We'll have an alliance with GMS. Uh, I think that's a good move. All right. NASCAR Euro series participants. Uh, is it Tony Hisman's? How do you say it? 
How do you say it? I think it's that. I, I don't really know either. And but Ernstberg, Ernstberg, I think. Well, they'll feel the car next year. It, any any relation? No. <laughs> no, they don't have any Lund on that one. Uh, but uh, they'll be having the number 27 Ford next year, according to Kelly Crandall. They announced that this week. Uh, they were there at the test, I believe, weren't they? With, yep, uh, and uh, Jack, Jack Villeneuve, former yes. F1 Series champion, was uh, testing with his historic um, uh, colorful helmet on. I'm waiting for the chat to just like laugh at, at how I pronounce that. Um, <laughs> RCR announced that Whelan will be sponsoring Sheldon Creed next year. RCR will also have two cars next year in Xfinity, and Myatt Snyder will not occupy either of them, according to Bob Pachris. Uh, Ty, yeah, I kind of kind of saw that coming. Ty Dillon no. will be driving okay. the number 94 for GMS next year. Uh, and then th- there's a lot of Rick Ware Racing news. Uh, so... Rick Ware Racing will have an alliance with Stuart Haas Racing next year, and they will run Roush Yates engines, and they have sponsorship for two cars already set, may even have some for a third, and they have talked with both Ryan Newman and Matt Benedetto about driving. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, I know we give them a lot of crap now, but... Hey, look out for Brickway Racing in the future. Get if Ryan you can get Newman a Newman, there. yeah, if you can get a Newman there, then you okay. add added some credibility to your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be hard to pass that moving chicane. Uh, <laughs> Texas Motor Speedway has planned to dramatically reduce their seating capacity amid their track upgrades. Uh, sure. Around fifty to 75,000 seats, which means if they were to do that, I think it's somewhere around a hundred to 125,000 seats would be removed. I think it's somewhere because they have like seating capacity for like I think over one hundred fifty thousand. Might might mm-hmm. be less since they, they might have done some different things Way like less. that. As long as they can just keep the explosions to a minimum. Uh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> the next gen is going to be testing at Bowman Gray before the LA Clash NASCAR yes, is confirmed. Yes, that's the best track to try it. That is. We need to have a race there. Uh, we Jeb do. Burton will not be back in the number ten colleague ride in twenty twenty two. And then uh, two things that haven't happened but are happening tomorrow. There's a major announcement from Stuart Haas Racing tomorrow and doesn't have to do with NHRA. Yep. Yes, it does. Perhaps. Yes. Well, no, it's coming from not Stuart Haas Racing, but from Tony Stewart Racing. Not Be- they're, they're, two, they're two separate entities. Yeah, so. because okay. um, Tony Stewart is currently dating one of the uh, the racers. I forget her name. Uh, I think my, her name is Bridget. I, Leah my, Pritchard. My, Pritchard. My, my thought is that He's probably putting a team in there. Maybe Tony will want to drive something there. Yeah, look, listen, guys. NHRA is already badass on its own, but to have smoke in there, perhaps provide, you know, have, building another team, that would be awesome. And then John Hunter Nemechek has a major announcement for tomorrow as well. Keep an eye out for yes. stuff with John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, but yeah, keep an eye I out. Kind of have a feeling what that might be. I, I, I have a feeling he will be in the twenty, and Gibbs will end up in eighteen. But we'll see. Well, that was the lightning round, which is brought to you by another one of our good sponsors, Forney Industries. Remember, look for that green logo. I don't have Mm -hmm. green the way that that Eric does and the hat and everything, but Forney offers you a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and a lot more for do-it-yourselfers, professional metalworkers. Forney's got it for you. Come on. Uh, so go and shop on Forney's Top of the Line products on Forney Industries or ForneyInd.com or an authorized Forney dealer for yeah. you. 
So exactly. thank you once again to Forney. And uh, I need your guys' help real quick. I need I need five minutes. I need five minutes. Anyone got a timer? Uh, did I, Wait, hold on, uh, hold on. I didn't do my outro, though. Let me do it really quick. All right, just do it. And that was the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. Did my mic cut out? No, no it didn't. Yes, I love these settings. Let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> T- tell me when you're ready, Jared. Uh, all right. Let's see. Let me, let me make sure I got it. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, so thank you for the random Jar Jar account that gave me 99 cents beforehand. There was no comment on that one, but thank you for that super chat. Uh, thank you to Philip Richards, uh, five month member says, welcome to the bank of America, cheater boy 400. Thank you for being a member <laughs> so long, Philip. Uh, and thank you to Spencer, uh, says, uh, anyways, a member milestone chat right there for four months. Thank you, man. Uh, and then hot piss is a new member. Uh, of the iceberg channel so thank you man that, that's awesome i love i love you guys groovy goose thank you for the 199 says eric will be miss uh eric be missing like harvick's 2021 cup win damn jeez uh thank you scott mcnew for becoming a member as well we got a new a lot of new members tonight and a lot of uh recurring ones so thank you uh scott also leaves a five dollar super chat says hope you are hope you guys are having a fantastic night not gonna lie, I'm kind of bummed that one, that the one Sunday that my birthday is on, they picked Texas to race at. Oh, <laughs> I had that for a long time, being on November first. So like that weekend was always Texas weekend for a long time. So Mine was one, usually Indianapolis growing I, up. <laughs> I had one where it was Talladega. That was pretty awesome. But well, two two where it was Talladega. So that was awesome. But uh, I feel your pain, man. I feel it. Uh, thank you, Brooke, for the 499. Says the reactions to Harvick wrecking himself says everything we need to know about how he's been looked at in the garage. It's true. I mean, multiple drivers uh, were pretty happy um, that happy was not happy. Thank you, Phil Bridges, for the $5. Says the Elliott Gustafson pairing is as good as long as Allen doesn't make any of the strategy calls. I, I, Allen Gustafson gets too much crap, I think. I think he gets way too much crap. He gets, he does. He's yeah. a much better crew chief than people give him credit for. Uh, mm-hmm. Chips never nine fifty seven. Uh, thank you for your five dollars super chat. It says Chris Busher gave RFR their first non super speedway top three since twenty sixteen fall. Oh Bristol my gosh, race. Stenhouse! Wow, that's a stat right there. Wow, thanks for the stat Damn. there, Chip. Brad uh, Kozlowski's coming just in time, isn't he? Yeah. Justin Salinari, thank you for the $5 super chat and becoming a member. Thank you so much, man. Says, I agree with Jarrett that Blaney makes the final four. I believe we are seeing a new Ryan Blaney this season compared to others. I think so, too. Like, you know, I said it a little bit earlier, but I think we're seeing a new Ryan Blaney. Uh, thank you, Dustin, for the 199 super chat. Says, I say KFB wins, but playoff drivers have trouble this week. Uh, Phil Bridger, thank you for the $5, says Harvick's curse is that he doesn't care about the fans, even his own, unless he just won a race. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna rip on him like that. I won't go that far. Skid, thank you for the $4.99. Uh, ironically, the two races that ended Harvick's championship hopes both ended in the Mobile One car, 2019 Martinsville and this year at the Roval. Do you mean 2020 Martinsville? Um, yeah, he means 2020. That's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, Platinum Paradise, thank you for the 499. Says Harvick had a chance to be a fan favorite after his 2001 Atlanta win, but his antics have been a black eye for the sport for 20 years. Jeez, there's. Whoa, whoa. People, people I, are not happy hey. with Harvick. <laughs> they don't like him. 
<laughs> I saw this one hey. earlier. I love this. What? Scott McNew. Thanks for the five bucks, man. I saw your tweet earlier uh, this this weekend too. Is the flies are all over, man. Uh, thank you for the five dollars, though. He says, Jarrett, I'm sorry we couldn't fire Mike Zimmer for you this week. My team <laughs> can never do anything right. See, no. it just proves that the curse of the Lions outcurses the Vikings. The Lions are on this earth to give teams like the Vikings a benchmark to always be above, except for like one year every decade. Um, but go Rams, go Rams. I, I, I'm sorry that you're a Lions fan. I, every mm-hmm. Lions fan I've talked to doesn't take offense to me saying no. that. Yeah, uh, go, go talk to uh, Eddie Soundhead there. Eddie he Soundhead. Is, yeah, Andy, now Andy. <laughs> we love Ed. We love Ed, though. Yeah, we love him, bro. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for the $5 super chat. Talladega and the Roval got me so pumped. Let's see what's next on the schedule. Uh, <laughs> Good old fries. Texas. Good old Texas. I might people. just make a video on why Texas is the most hated. Just go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Why please. not? Go, I've, I've already down. done one on a driver. I might, might as well, well do one. On wait, track. wait. You need to start that video off. Uh, what what did? What, no, with what, Sandy Cheeks. What did you say? Don't you dare take the name of Texas in vain. I'm Texas. Dan- Danny, real quick. How much time I got left on this? You got ten seconds. You might as well be done oh. now. Well, I'll leave it at that one. We'll get the rest of them <laughs> towards the end of the show. Uh, let's move on real quick. We got a few more subjects before we get to mm-hmm. our Texas preview. There it goes. Uh, let's talk about the next gen stuff. There's been a little bit of news. There's not too much we can really analyze. Uh, but at the same time, there's some, there's some fun stuff we can talk about. So six stupid fly. (laughs) I saw it. (laughs) It's literally, they're flying at me. They're attacking me. It's not fair. Oh my God. Just torch the place. You can get rid of them. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, you can just back up the car and you're good. Not playing. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? No. I don't know. No. <laughs> anyway, flies, next gen. Next gen stuff. 650 horsepower with tapered spacer and a four-inch spoiler are going to be used at the short tracks and road courses. 550 horsepower and eight-inch spoiler at the intermediates. Gag it. Dude, you we like what we're seeing. Jeez. That, yeah, I, I was gagging when I saw that. But you sound like the singer nah. disturbed. getting that deep huh but nah yeah so i'll speak on this first man now i tweeted this yesterday okay as much as we you know don't like the 550 and you know it's not looking good for the intermediates and stuff like that we at least still have you know 650 so at least there's that but i will say this just wait until we see these cars in action for real next year and then make a judgment okay i think that's only fair you know, obviously, you know, some NASCAR fans aren't going to do that for for um, for obvious reasons. But, um, you know, I'm just going to sit and wait and see how these cars race. I mean, you know, we do have the package rules, sure. But again, this is a totally different car. So like, yeah, you know, 550 on the intermediates doesn't sound good right now. And even I'm kind of I mean, I just gagged, you know, talking about it. But again, um, for real, though, let's wait and see how, you know, uh, this new car races on on the um at the, at the beginning of the season next year, I say give it, you know, roughly maybe six to nine races. Nice. See what I did there. But yeah, no, seriously, six to nine races. And, you know, then we can make a final decision. But, you know, I mean, like, here's the thing. I've gotten into other motorsports for a reason. You know, I was I was heavily into NASCAR for most of my life up until 2018. But then 
we had David Land on, and he set me straight about you know the world of IndyCar. And you, you guys remember you that? You set yourself up for that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I just wanted him on the show, so now I was just like, yeah, just come on. But no, I had to do the most. But no, you were you were a different person back then. So. Yes, much different. But no, pretty much. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed this with a lot of other NASCAR fans too. They are starting to get into other forms of motorsports because they feel that this package doesn't, you know, this isn't what they want is, uh, is uh, basically what I've heard, you know? So, I mean, if this doesn't work out, I, I, again, you know, NASCAR really needs this next gen car to work and this car could really set up the sport for the next decade and, you know, and, and beyond. So it will not be good if the fan response isn't pleasant at all. So I'm just saying guys, again, in conclusion, wait until these cars are on track for real next year and then call it, call it like you see it. Danny. Uh, I mean, I think Darian just said everything you need to say right there. All we can do is wait. All, all we've seen now at this point is test sessions and the Rebel test session probably the one where we saw the most cars and well, and the uh, Daytona test, but that's not enough. We haven't seen them even like a test session. They're just going to go out there, run around trying to break the car. They're not even in racing condition. They're not trying to win anything right now at this point. So we have nothing to go off of other than, hey, drivers can at least drive them for the most part and not crash it. So that's good. And we know what they'll look like with a paint scheme on them. So that's about all. That's about all we have. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to add a little bit here. Yeah, I, I, For the most part, I, I'm with you on wait and see. But I just want, I want to say something to, to everyone all year who's been saying, don't complain about there being 550 horsepower. Don't complain about the 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 the, the spoiler. It'll be different next year, and it still might be. But I'm just saying, I was saying from the start that NASCAR always does these things where they say, oh, it's temporary. Don't worry about it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this for a while. Oh, don't worry. We're just moving the numbers for one race. It's just the all-star race. Who cares? By the way, we're moving forward from now on. Yeah, I don't give a damn what you think. The uh, the low horsepower, high down force package, it was supposed to be for one race only, the 2018 exactly. all-star race. Exactly. Like, this is this was my big fear all along. Again, they might race differently, but NASCAR has literally, they, I mean, SMI literally is, is redoing Atlanta so it can be its own super speedway, right? I mean, they, 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 they liked what they've seen. So, like, do, do we really think it's going to be that different, or are we just, like, kind of hoping it's going to be different? Because I mean, I think... Okay, sorry, sorry. They have the diffuser, so that might make it different. You know, they're trying to clean up the dirty air problem. I think I feel like the the 550 package is it, it's it's the, like that close to being what IROC had. Yeah, but I and I, but I feel like it's like maybe they'll maybe they'll figure it out with this. But I don't want to sit here and just just say like what's going to happen off of hope. Like I hope it's different, but I don't but, think it's going to be. The thing is, like, different or not, diehards like me, I'm still going to watch it even if I know it's trash. I'm still going to watch Pocono even if I, it's not my yeah. favorite. And obviously, you know, a diehard like myself, of course, I am too, you know. And I think NASCAR knows that, that at least the diehards will. But, again, I've noticed a lot of people saying, like, this is why I'm watching, you know, other motorsports like F1 and, and IndyCar, you know, heavily now. You know, because NASCAR, they can't get it right in some of these cases with the package or, or whatever and stuff. You know, you can hope all all you want, but at the end of the day, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then, oh, I seriously have to question, you know, NASCAR's future to a certain extent. But, 
I mean, they keep hyping up this next-gen car and stuff. And then even today, Steve Phelps had said a quote that um, he used a word, and I forgot what the word was, but I looked it up, and it basically said, like, this is going to be, like, the cure, basically, is what um, the word meant. And I'm like, I'll believe dude, when I see it. Yeah, I'll believe There's it when so I see it. so much that can change. And again, if it, if it goes poorly, that's another quote from Steve Phelps that is not going to age well at all. Uh, again, it's just gotta rein it back that, that that's mm-hmm. the thing like you gotta you gotta rein it back but and, and and again like we we've had him on the show he's a nice guy and stuff. he is he's a pretty good he's a he's a good he's a he's a good nascar president i think he's the right guy for the job but yeah i mean yeah. when it comes to these quotes though yeah like you gotta rein it back a, a bit though sir I think. now i want to say one thing one quote that really caught my eye over the others was anthony alfredo said it feels like a different racing series altogether <laughs> and a lot of stuff a lot of people are talking you know different sound different smell just different everything Ooh. to it so i'm like i have to admit i'm excited because like for something new but i, I will say like I, I love the garage how it is now <laughs> like I hope it's not too different, but I guess yeah, yeah. they sounded excited about it. They, he said it, it's like a whole different racing series altogether. Like, and it's, also it's that big of a change. And also Tyler Reddick, even, I mean, we know what type of wheelman he is and he'll perhaps might be a future champion. Hopefully we'll see. But Tyler Reddick even said like, yeah, these cars drive a lot different. And, and he basically said the jinx of it was like, these cars are, they seem really fun to drive. And also like, they're finally difficult to drive too, because in in the uh, Roval test sessions, you saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. have a couple of spins. You saw Denny Hamlin have a spins. Which, by the way, the NASCAR Twitter account should have put it should have put something saying Denny Hamlin was in that twenty three because nah, they were all baiting. the bub- they, they, were they were baiting. I know what they were doing. I know what they were doing and stuff still, but um, that was funny to see. But still, you, you know, Centric had problems. Yeah, Centric had problems too, and he's like a freaking road course master. So it's looking like this car is looking like it, it'll be very difficult to drive on like the short tracks, perhaps, and and obviously the road courses. Now, as for the intermediates, still to be determined. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, something else that's still to be determined is the subject of what we're talking about next is 2311's charter negotiations. Uh, They've collapsed. So (laughs) Front Row has walked away from the final talks. Front Row is not going nowhere. The show goes on, yo. At like the 11th hour of the 2021 season. Mm, They were like, nope. (laughs) So they're saying Spire could be an option. But I got, I got to ask you guys, like, they don't get a charter. Yes, I know that for the most part, they probably won't have full fields, so they'll be able to make it. But, like, where does this leave 2311? Because, you know, they, they're not going to get as much money for that second team. They're not going to get as much equipment early on for the next-gen car. It's going to put the 45 team in a hole from the beginning. Oh, oh no, it's going to put them at a massive disadvantage, especially compared – to track house because they already have their charters um set correct they already bought them i believe well when so. you buy an entire yeah but team. yeah yeah they bought yeah. the whole team duh. no that's right i almost forgot about that but yeah they bought the whole freaking team so they're, they're good to go they're, they're about to be saying uh hey rick Lear, i got 10 million dollars so i got any of them charters man i need, yeah, I need, I need, I need, I need a charter be like dave should you got any of them charters for me you got, so, you got any of them charters man <laughs> but yeah it does put the 45 team at a massive disadvantage and that sucks because you're not just having any driver show up to drive that car. You're having a former champion in Kurt freaking Bush showing up to drive that car. So I wonder what, you know, how he'll feel about that, you know, knowing that, you know, hey, this team, you know, this part of, of 2311 isn't going to get as much money as the 23 entry will in the future if they don't buy a charter. So, you know, hopefully the hopefully the deal with Spire works out, but 
man, front row, they were like, you thought we were leaving? Nope, nope, the show goes on, y'all, the show goes on. Hey, real quick, Scott McNew left in the chat really quick, tagging us. He said, uh, and, and I want I don't want to go back too much on the next-gen mm-hmm. stuff, but he said, uh, from being at the Roval test on Monday, I can confirm the smell of the cars was different compared to Sunday, and they sounded mm-hmm. more like a sports car to me. Mm-hmm. That's probably got something to do with the different uh... – the sound has got to do uh, something more with the to exhaust. The smell could be something to do with the engine being a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, but and also to, to exhaust. I don't know. Go, going back to the twenty three eleven front row uh, drama, Bob Parker said said it looked like front row could still be a two car organization in twenty twenty two. So I'll ask you guys. You know, they got Anthony Alfredo out there. Do you roll with Anthony another year? He has, you know, a year of, of experience in Cup. He has a new car, sort of a, a new starting point. Do you roll mm-hmm. with Anthony? Because you know they're probably going to keep McDowell. Loves will probably oh, yeah. come back. Uh, or do you do you test the waters and see if maybe you can get a DiBenedetto or you can get somebody like a Ryan Newman, uh, somebody who can bring, you know, stability in the sense that they're not going to wreck and junk your new cars that much. Look. Look, we, you know, we've had Anthony on this show, and I think he's immensely talented, too. I mean, we saw his progress uh, with RCR and uh, in uh, 2020. It was pretty good, and it was looking like, hey, if he goes full-time in Xfinity, he could perhaps be a champion or, you know, win a lot of races. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, ever since he's moved up to the Cup Series, again, it's been, you know, I made the case at the start of the season that, okay, maybe this might be the new trend. Instead of just going Xfinity racing, let's just throw some of these young guys in the Cup and then, you know, get some of that experience and stuff. Uh, really outside of Sonoma and then obviously at Talladega he scored a top 10 I mean we've seen Anthony you know I mean he's either you know been wrecked or he's wrecked himself you know that sort of thing so I don't want to completely write him off just yet but if there's an opportunity to perhaps get a veteran like a Newman or you know any of of the other veterans on the market at the moment I mean if you had the opportunity uh, to bring a um a uh a really good caliber driver like Ryan Newman into your, into your team. I mean, it would be hard to say, Oh no, no, let's just roll with Anthony, you know, but if they do roll with Anthony Alfredo, I would be cool with that too. Just, you know, give him one more year and stuff like that. Because I mean, I've seen rookies in the cup series, you know, they just get one year because remember John Hunter Nemechek was with the, you know, that same team last year. And then he just you know abruptly left and stuff. So yeah, so, I, I don't know. I'm just not into, you know, I wouldn't want a done deal. I'm just not into that. And then, and shoot, even before then, they had Matt Tiff basically in the same yeah. kind of scenario. I, I wouldn't rule out them continuing on that trend. And since now we know that he's probably not, it's likely not going to be back where he is this year with Tax Slayer and the Hot Sauce Company. What if Mike Snyder jumps up in? What if he brings enough funding to get into that opportunity? What, what if, basically, what if Mike Snyder and Anthony Alfredo switch places? What if, what if uh, Anthony goes back to RCR Xfinity? So um, Richard Childress, he did say this to a reporter. I saw this on Twitter. He said that they are currently working with other teams to try and find my sign or some type of RCR affiliated team, I guess. Okay. So perhaps, so I think he'll stay put in the Xfinity series in the future, but if there is an opportunity to go cup racing, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He is sponsored by hot sauce after all. So, And of course he got Mr. Monster energy. Riley Herbst can go wherever he wants. So. Oh yeah. But, that was uh, another one too. Well, what about down, down the pipeline a little bit? What about uh, maybe like Todd Gillen? Yeah, I wouldn't mind him too. I mean, he is driving for well, the truck da- series. David, yeah, yeah, yes, and David Gillen does have a great relationship with Front Row. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he basically was their, you know, the pioneer of that team. I remember when he finished second to David Reagan in their only in their one of two wins, mm-hmm. and he finished like 
close where Trevor Bain went to 500, I think. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Oh yeah, third. he was top three. Yeah, third yeah, or fourth. Because I know it was it was Edwards in second. It was, I always mix up. Was it was it Labani in third or him? Either way. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I know Todd Gillen hasn't raced Xfinity. It's just a matter of like. Well, they've proven in the past. They'll just too. move people up and down. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe, they don't care. maybe make that your plug and play ride. Have your road course ringers come mm-hmm. in on the road courses. Have guys that are good at super speedways come in and on other tracks. You know that that you know short tracks. Maybe have like Josh Berry run a few races. Just make that your car that you're just going for the owners' championship in. Yeah, do whatever. You uh, and going back to the uh, charter, talk about. 2311 this i haven't even considered this it's not a bad thought the uh sprint 9988 brings up richard petty motorsports still having a second charter they lease to rick Ware. is that still a thing could they buy that potentially it'd Maybe. be on the table i mean i i think they're going to get the charter down personally i mean i, I think that you, know, you got mj in back in it you got plenty of money in this thing they I, have I to get gonna. that charter they have to but yeah. again i think this is this is what happens when you know, it's like the the comparison between twenty three eleven and Trackhouse is you got a team like twenty three eleven who's really been just putting stuff together as they go. You got a team like Trackhouse that's run by people in the industry with backing from a celebrity. Whereas it's like most of the stuff you hear about twenty three eleven, it's like always connected to yeah. Michael Jordan. So I just I think they'll get their feet under them. I just think like I think they need guidance right now from from hey. Joe Gibbs Racing. Like yes. big time, like get somebody in there. Cause you know, it, much respect to Denny for what he's doing right now, but it's like, he's never done this on the cup level before. No. Michael and Jordan I mean, hasn't either. And he can have Joe Gibbs to lean on. I mean, obviously Joe Gibbs won't give him all the secrets, but I'm no. quite sure he would help out, you know, give him some advice, you know, and yeah. I'm sure he has a, a, up, up to this point. So, yeah. Well, I think that about covers that because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we got, we got Texas. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 oh, Texas. Let's just get yeah. it over with, man. All Don't right. you dare take the name of Texas in vain. In vain. <laughs> oh, 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 God. This is bro. my least favorite weekend of the year. I know, At least there's bro. only one. There's only one. Now. Uh, oh, Thank man. you, Coda. But, but uh, guys, by the way, we have Eric's picks, by the way. So he is with us in spirit. So we'll uh, list those picks it's, off as well. It's uh, a. It, is Sammy Hagar going to be near this race? Oh, God, I hope oh, not. Oh, man, I ban him from the track, bro. No, don't, do not let him within 10 miles of that facility. I do not need that ever again. We don't. Like, we do not. The race is going to be just about to start, and all of a sudden you start hearing a distant radio of a car coming. Ah, no, 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 uh, Anyway. He's, um, he's, he's going to do pace laps around the track with everyone. Well, let's get let's get into it real quick. Uh, let's get into this weekend. So the Cup race will be Sunday at two p.m. Eastern time on Big NBC and PRN. The Xfinity race will be on Saturday at three p.m. Eastern time again on Big NBC. Big, big NBC. Uh, PRN will be going with that one too. Looking at the weather this weekend, you know, through the week the weather didn't look all that good. But it looks like it's going to clear up for the weekend, at least by what the uh, tracker was saying about two hours ago. Saturday is looking to be 71 degrees, nice, plenty of sunshine, less than 5% chance of rain. Also, Sunday, 73, partly sunny and nice as well. It's weird, 73 and nice. You'd think it'd be 69 and nice. Anyway, uh, 5% chance of rain that day. 
Uh, and what's, then, a, what's, a, what's a chance for mist? Ooh, I don't know ooh, that one. Ooh, have y'all I, ever seen the movie uh, The Mist? Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Um, but uh, something else that we have not seen, well, something we have not seen at Texas <laughs> is resin being used instead of PJ One this weekend. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the same material that was used at Nashville. Uh, and that race was, I thought, pretty good, at least in person. Yeah. So For Nashville standards, for Nashville Super Speedway standards, it was pretty good. Yeah. What, 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 what standards? We defined the standards. Oh, the Xfinity well, I mean, standards I, from years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. From years, way, way back. <laughs> well, Darian, what are the standards when it comes to betting odds this weekend for the Texas race? Okay. And I haven't pulled up this time. Don't have to wait. But, yes, um, the betting odds for the 2021 Auto Trader Larson's Larson's probably like plus 200 or something like that. Yep, Eco Park Automotive 500. So um, Kyle Larson is the odds on, or Echo Park, (laughs) excuse me, I'm sorry about that. No, But no, no, Kyle Larson um, is obviously the odds on favorite. He enters this weekend at plus 340. And then the second, and then the closest in second is Denny Hamlin at plus 600. So Kyle Larson is for sure the favorite. And third is Kyle Busch plus 700. Fourth, Mickey, I, I mean, Chase Elliott, plus 750. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Chase Elliott, me for that. Here we go again. Look what I did. Sorry, I'm, I'm just playing. But, yes, and then finally in P5, MTJ, Martin Tricks Jr. at plus 900. And uh, tied, I'm tied with him is uh, Ryan Blaney at plus 900. And then if we look at the rest, some of the underdogs. Well, yeah, give me, give me some underdogs who, like, would be a good value bet. Um, you know, I know we, um, we were um, harping on him in, in the beginning, but Kevin Harvick does have a track record of, of uh, competing really good here at Texas. Uh, he enters this weekend at plus 1400. And then looking down at the field, let's see, um, Chris Buster is coming off an impressive run um, at the Roval. He enters this weekend at plus 7,000. And then if we go all the way down, uh, just for, just for, um, just for fun, Garrett Smithley is plus one hundred thousand odds to win. So I don't know. I just found that funny. But yeah, so, those are the betting odds. Maybe give me like one or two more long okay. shots. So like, like let's say, oh, give me the RCR guys because I think okay. they could they could run well. Yes, those are perfect. Tyler Reddick enters this weekend at plus three thousand, and then let me see, let me see, where is where is good old Austin Dillon? Dang, where is okay? And then Austin Dillon. Whoa, Austin Dillon's actually is he's actually favored to win more than Reddick at uh 2800 but um but again um austin Dillon did win here uh yeah. last year so but uh tyler red did finish p2 so he's at least probably why they're so close together probably a little exactly. recency bias with that one mm-hmm. that, exactly. that interests yeah. me let's see <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of somebody i'm trying to think of somebody else who might be a factor that we're not thinking of um who's uh, the lowest playoff driver okay let me see let me see the lowest playoff driver out of the eight um let me just confirm okay so it's all the way up here so let's see one two three four five six seven brad kozlowski at 1800 wow plus yeah i can't hey i know he's won texas but it's been a while i can't remember the last time he won at texas yeah it's been a while but again he enters the playoffs in eighth minus 16 and again his performance has been meh i mean not and and everyone kind of everyone kind of sees him as okay you're going to roush moving on yeah i mean you know maybe the motivation's there to win but if it's not i wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of coasts you know through through, um the round of eight we'll see though but that's funny i don't remember him really winning at texas too much but I do remember, yeah, man, or yellow. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. Found that Charlotte? Not fun as a Texas. Oh, no, no, no. That is Charlotte. You're thinking of the Gordon versus uh, Keselowski. Oh, okay. Well, he yeah. did have a fight at Texas, though. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Just had that. Kevin Harvick pushed him into that fight. Brad Kozlowski right. versus the world. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for the betting odds there, Darian. Uh, <laughs> I think, no, no problem. I, I think everybody needed those real quick because looking at the pick points, um, I got the sweep last weekend. I picked AJ Allmendinger and Kyle Larson to win. So good things there. Very good things. What, what, do, what do you guys think? Very good, I'd say. You got those bonus <laughs> points, man. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So I currently, I, I currently have 577 points. Eric is still P2. He's now minus 61. Chat, y'all are minus 87 in third, last in the podium. Darian is in fourth. You're minus Damn 100. you, chat! You're down 101. <laughs> Uh, guest picks are down 117 and fifth. And then Danny, uh, you would put in the chat, how low can you go? Uh, minus 149 and sixth, uh, 200 is still attainable. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's my goal. I'd, I'd like to get as low as possible and it'd be a, it'd be a win. Nice. <laughs> let's roll on into these, uh, these picks this week, this, uh, this week. So everybody, let's start off with Xfinity win. Chat, y'all go off. Uh, Danny, do we have like a guest and, and Eric's picks ready? Yes, I, I do. And I can go ahead and say our guest pick is going to be Miss Claudia. It's going to be our guest for today. I've only got the Xfinity win and truck win. Uh, oh, sorry, and, and, and oh, cup win. Cup win. Uh, yeah. For Xfinity series, she says that Justin Allgaier is going to win. Okay. Okay. And then Mr. Estep is going with John Hunter Nemechek to win. We went out there, but I respect it. I respect it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the man who led, if not the most, led close to the most laps at the last Texas race in the Xfinity Series. I'm going to go with Austin Sindrick. I think uh, I think he's going to get the win this week. Uh, I'm going to go with his opposite, A.J. Allmendinger. I'm going to say that A.J. will win at Texas. Oh, this driver, this is might be a bit of a wild card, but maybe not. If you watch last year's race, this guy almost clinched his way into the championship four. Um, got passed on the final lap. Uh, Noah Gregson gets redemption this weekend and uh, locks this spot I, into. The I was four. I was thinking about Gregson, but decided to change it. I wanted. To, I'm already I behind, Hella, so I'll take the risk. I don't really care. <laughs> well, let's see what the, what the chat's got at the moment. I'm looking through. There's uh, a lot of Cendrics in there. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see three Cendrics. I see three Cendrics. I wonder, I wonder if the chat's just going to follow what I do. No, MV Rounder. Natalie Decker is not racing. <laughs> Garth Brooks got a vote. Demi Lovato got a vote. <laughs> I, yeah, for the most part, I'm seeing Cindric. I see some Harrisons. I see I, some I'm Noah's. seeing a lot of Gregsons coming in now. Oh, man. Yeah, there oh, are a lot of uh, Gregsons. Yeah, I've seen some. Because you got to watch out for them coming in as nine, too. Okay, yeah, now there's a lot of Gregsons coming in. Sammy Hager, yeah. I think it's between, I think it's between the nine and the 22. You, I like I like Lane White putting the check. Gregson. Gregson. I think I'm gonna give it to Gregson. Actually, I'm saying more of him. Okay, MVR, you can't just do can't three centers in a row. You can't do that. It's not allowed. No, and you can't say 22 too. <laughs> oh, T Pain's back. I haven't seen T Pain. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh let's. I mean, I, I want to give it just a little there. bit, just in case those uh, Cindric ones. <laughs> there, there's charge. even one that says Greg's son. Yeah, and then. Cree Gregson. <laughs> Cindric. Oh man. Uh, I mean it's still it's close because there was a it's lot close. of Cindric early. There's a lot there's a lot of Gregson. Now it's kind of even. No, now I see two two nines in a row now. Yeah, I mean, I mean 
I think it's Noah. Oh, there's three oh, Noahs in a row. Yeah, we're yeah. I, I think I think we're going Gregson on this one. All right, yeah. Oh, I just saw no Gregson. Yep, Gregson. Yep, Gregson got it. All right, boys, we're in this together. So Darian won't make up any ground in the Xfinity race. Maybe they're doing it just to troll him. Maybe, maybe so. <laughs> <Just to keep laughs> All right, did Eric leave a suck pick for us? He did, and he's riding the mo or the anti momentum of last week and saying that Harvick will suck. Oh, I swear, I'm, we're we're not gonna keep piling on Harvick. I swear, but oh. I'm gonna go with the suck pick that is um on the opposite end of that spectrum. This driver just for some reason struggles at Texas compared to the other two playoff tracks in this round. Uh, a lot of it's not of his own making, but you know. <laughs> I don't have a good I don't have a good feeling on Elliot on this one. I think Elliot's gonna suck of of, of the playoff drivers. This is where he got his first nationwide win. Yeah. Yeah. In Cubs that was on the been old hit or Texas. Miss. Yeah, it was on the good Texas too. Yep. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say even though he uh withstood three days of punishment to finally win, I'm gonna say Kyle Bush does not do good here this weekend. Wow. Yeah, some bald ones. What do you got, Darren? Mm, dang. I will say, and I'll stick with a playoff driver for the sake of entertainment here. Um, I will say, look, I like this guy. I love him, but, you know, we've seen, you know, he has been way more consistent this year, of course, but there's always a little something. Until I'm proven wrong, I got to go with Blaney here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Look, I've been rolling with Blaney throughout the season but now it, it we're getting into uh crunch time now this is the championship eight he's been here before hasn't advanced so um might not be a good race for him maybe i don't know what will happen but i'll go with blaney sorry i mean this is the point where hey i'm surprised he got this far i until I'm i I, wrong, I, I, I don't I, i'm with you i don't see blaney making it to a championship four yeah until i'm proven wrong otherwise i'll go with blaney and dylan smith will probably give me crap after ye so. of no faith he will. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking in the chat right now. I, I, there's a lot of Elliots, man. Like, put the Mickey you, Mouse ears in the chat, folks. If you scroll through, there's a lot of Chase Elliot, Nine, <laughs> Sammy Hagar got a pick to suck. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I can agree too. Kurt Angle will suck. You suck. I mean, there's some Keslowski's in there. Cheater boy, but. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. It looks, it looks like it's. I think once I'm seeing again, a lot of nines. Yeah, the I'm chat is going nine again. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I say I just see mouses too. So you know what that is. Yep, yep. Give them oh, sorry, mice, mice, yep, not mouses. We're, see, we're seeing mice. Give them chase. I, I Elliot, think, you know the deal. I think we're giving them Elliot. So uh, the chat's sticking with me on this one. All right. <laughs> All right. Who's our dark horses this week? Who's our dark horse? For Eric. His dark horse is the driver of the three car, Austin Dillon. That's a good dark horse. That's a good one. My For, dark horse. Oh. My dark horse is uh a guy who just got roused their first top three in five years. Uh that's not on a plate track. I'm going with Chris Busher. You know, this guy finished second to his teammate uh Texas last year in the summer. Um, I feel like he'll have another good run coming off of P two. On the Roval, that's not an easy place to get a top five, let alone a runner. I finished there, and he's a wheel man for sure. Tyler Reddick is my dark horse. 
My dark horse is going to be Mr. Daniel Suarez. Oh, good one. Uh, who do we got in chat? I'm seeing a couple of eights already off the bat. Seeing eights I'm and seeing threes. a lot of R- yeah, RCR, basically. Yeah, basically RCR. They're listening seeing. to your odds, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Oh, I love Spencer uh, 5, um, 5478's comment. Reddick, Teresa lawsuit intensifies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Reddick's driving a very Intimidator-esque scheme this week. Yes, and, and Teresa's looking like, hmm. Okay, Dylan is getting a fair amount, but I'm seeing more for Reddick. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree. I think it's Reddick. Reddick. Yeah, it's looking like Reddick for sure. Tyler Reddick. God, why did why did I growl on that? We're giving it to Reddick. <laughs> well, what's left? What's left? Okay, now the famous part of this segment of the show. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? At the future Walmart, Texas Motor Speedway. Damn. <laughs> We're brutal tonight. Okay, come, <laughs> hey, come on. It's come it's on. it's Texas. It's the future Bucky's. Hey, yeah, even better yeah it's even better bro even better that'd be the closest buckies to the west coast that we have damn bring the buckies yeah. on the west coast well, please well, well technically there's already buckies like across the street from there but anyways yeah uh, so who do we uh, got Danny? Who, who, who's eric and claudia got so i'll go ahead and lump mine in there too so i can just get those out of the way uh claudia is going to defy darian and say that blaney wins this weekend and Eric is saying Hamlin wins, and I am saying nah, Larson wins, LOL. Well, it's funny, Danny. Uh, you and I have completely different thoughts on this driver. This driver has been the best driver in NASCAR on the one-and-a-half-mile one tracks uh, with the 550 package. He won here last year on the last race that actually mattered on this track. I am going with KFB. Kyle Busch is going to go back-to-back. He's going to pull his inner Jimmy Johnson and win back-to-back years at Texas. Because Johnson, there was a while where Johnson was like winning every year at Texas, it seemed. It was. Um, And uh, it was where he got one of his last few wins, too. That's right. That's right. right. Well, I'm going with Kyle Busch. I don't think there's going to be one of Kyle Busch's last ones. But it might be one of the last ones of the year. Uh, Kyle Busch, he's my pick. All right. And I'm up next. Uh, see, I was deciding between, you know, Kyle Bush or Kyle Larson here. I mean, Kyle, you can Kyle make an argument. Yeah, exactly. You can make an argument for both of them. But I feel like Kyle Larson's the much safer pick here. I feel like he'll clinch his way into the round of four. Won't have to worry for the rest of the round of eight. Kyle Larson wins. Now, who do we got in the chat? So far, I'm seeing a lot of Larson, oh, but Larson. still giving it time. Uh, we see a couple of Hamlins, but no, I think the majority is Larson. That's what I see. Oh, wow. Even Denny Deliver says Larson, not Hamlin. Whoa. Yeah, no, that says a lot right there. I feel like that one meme, because I did this last week where everyone picked Chase, and I picked Larson based on <laughs> just my the, the stats. And I feel like that one meme, why are you booing? I'm what? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> no, no, all fair, in all fairness, no, Larson is probably the best pick, but yeah. I'll go Kyle Busch on this one. And you know what? If, I, if I'm wrong. You already have I'm a 61-point lead, so you can do what you want at this point. <laughs> I mean, wait, have you basically got it locked up at this point? Is uh, it possible yeah, for anyone to come back? No, nah, it's, it's possible. I mean, top five are still mathematically alive. Um, sorry, Dan. Oh, that's a so, chance. So, honestly, 
once you know that it's probably locked up, you just need to start giving the worst picks ever. Just just yeah. say just say Quinn Half wins. Yeah, pick Starcom in their final race. What happens? What happens if like I pick one of them? Like I pick Quinn or I pick like Cody Ware, and because of like a rain thing and strategy, like they win. <laughs> That's the greatest luck of all. Like time. I should just be like, like I put that on the belt. Just Jarrett pick Cody Ware's first win. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no. dude, I, it, it's looking like Larson though. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like Larson in there. I mean, I'm just saying Larson has a problem. I'm, I'm getting some points in that one. Exactly. Might just clinch up the championship this weekend, perhaps. I, I can't. I checked. Oh, <laughs> I, checked. I already checked. I knew it. I knew you already checked. Once that. you figure out you've got it, just give the worst picks you've ever given. <laughs> just go. I'll just completely tank. Now watch, watch everyone else's picks you, go bad. You, you're gonna say uh, Kyle Larson's going to suck at this race and. <laughs> Well, uh, there's sometimes we can say that, but not often. Yeah, yeah. but that's I think that's it. We got our picks here. So uh, I got Kyle Busch, Eric has Denny Hamlin, guests have Ryan Blaney, and everybody else has Kyle Larson. Yeah. So, oh, and, and I just looked at it, Darian. You aren't gonna make up any any points on the chat because you all picked the same in both. Oh, I just realized that. Oh no! Congrats, chat. You made his mic peek out for the first time all stream. Oh, it did. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's good. good. It was just a brief moment. Well, we do want to thank you really quick. So what we're going to do, we're going to read off these last bit of super chats before we head out and tell you who our special guest is for next week. Y'all are going to love it. Oh, I think y'all are. Uh, Let's see. We stopped, I believe, at Scott, right? Talking about the Lions or do we? No, no, we we stopped at uh, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, We stopped at Andrew. I'm going to make sure that this last super chat is still there because it gets blocked out. All right. Thank you, Alaskan Yankee, for the $10 Super Chat. says, do you guys think with how much hate these paint schemes are getting with the forward numbers that it will, in the long run, affect die-cast sales? Also, I found that 23 liquid color chase piece today. Oh, that's a good find. Uh, you know, it's possible part of the, the appeal of buying die-cast is buying cars you think looks cool. Like, I'm not the biggest Daniel Suarez fan in the world, but... I love the way the track house cars look. Now, am I going to think they look just as good next year? Never know. But that's going to that's going to affect some people. They won't like the way it looks, and some people may not want to buy them because they don't like the way they look. It could, maybe. Uh, I think time will tell at this point. Uh, Demonic underscore Foxy, thank you for the two dollars Canadian. Rick Ware Racing enjoying those two NASCAR Pinties wins. Uh, checks. <laughs> Uh, Steven Gibson, thank you for the $5, man, says, uh, I never want to go to the Roval after this weekend. Four years of straight chaos. Uh, Patrick Hanlon says, go Patriots for $5. You would be friends with Dylan Smith, I can tell you that. And you would not have been friends with 2018 Darian. No, no, no. I'm a lot more humbler about the Rams now. Go Rams. Go LA Rams. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not humble about the Rams. <laughs> And then thank you, Irvin Alvarado, for the four ninety nine. Uh, TMS should be turned into the World Martial Arts Arena or the cell the cell games from Dragon Ball Z. Texas, Texas, uh, Mega Speedway. Texas Super Speedway. Everything's bigger in Texas. Three mile Super Speedway. Let's make it happen, people. Yeah. Three mile, thirty five degrees of banking. It, I mean, it would only cost like fifty million to revenue, but let's make it happen. It'd be <laughs> so fitting, like after Eddie Gossage leaves, Texas would become the most popular track like that. <laughs> oh my goodness, right? Yeah. But thank you guys all for uh, for your super chats. So, looking at uh, the famous itinerary. Um, <laughs> so I want to say, join us next week. 
next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time on Black Flags Matters channel. Darian, mm -hmm. it's on your channel. Link in the description. Subscribe to Danny and Darian down below as well as Eric. His, his link is down there. Um, and then also leave your questions in the comments below for our special guest. We talked about him earlier. It's very timely. He'll be coming on after his announcement tomorrow. John mm -hmm. Hunter Nemechek. We'll have a pre-recorded uh, yeah. interview with John Hunter Nemechek. So leave your questions below. Leave them on whatever community posts we put, Twitter, whatever it may be. Uh, heck, send it into a weekly podcast guest at gmail.com. We might read it. We might not. Mm -hmm. You never know until you send it. But John Hunter Nemechek is going to be on the show next week. Got a special announcement. Had a pretty good year so far. So uh, be sure to tune in. I think it'll be a fun one. Now, I, I, I will not be here next week. These guys will hold the fort down. Uh, got a family vacation next week, but I will see you guys in two weeks on my channel. These guys will get you set up for what you can expect there next week. And it, plus it's Texas. You won't miss much. I, right? I, I want to read off one uh, last thing. So we have four episodes left this year, one on each of our channels. Darian, next week, October 20th, October 28th, we got some special stuff planned. Just, there's a reason it's on a Thursday on Danny B's channel, November 3rd on mine, and the finale November 10th on Eric. So make sure you put that in your calendars. Got some cool stuff planned up. But, uh, guys, I think uh, I think that'll uh, that'll be it for tonight. So, yeah, that'll do it. That was fun. That was that's, a that's fun, fun episode. Yeah. So right. uh, let's get to it. Let's do it. Ugh, here we go. Got the outro for this. Let's do this. We already know I'm going to blow off the mic. Hopefully it works. Please. Ah, uh, it started to. Oh, started dang, to. you were so close. You were this close. Oh, okay. Goodbye.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.